Hello and good morning, good afternoon, and in some locations in the world, good night. How's everyone? Welcome to this week's very special Breakfast with Boom. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and ladies and gentlemen, we are doing some massive celebrating today. Uh, this week happened to be the week of weeks for the channel. It, it, it almost seemed like everything the moon and the sun and the stars and everything just lined up perfectly. And what am I talking about? Well, today, folks, uh, we are celebrating uh, the channel's 1,000th video on YouTube uh, on November 3rd, which was, was just yesterday. We celebrated five years on the platform. We are a few views away from 3.6 million views in five years, which is astounding for the size of the channel. It just so happens that on Monday we gave away $200 worth of Halloween tricks and treats. And today is Mrs. Boom's birthday bash episode on top of celebrating 1,000 videos on YouTube. And we're giving away $300 worth of gift cards. That's right, six $50 gift cards will be doled out and delivered today for you to buy something like, I don't know, God of War, which releases next week and is getting, oh my God, ridiculous reviews. And you know something? We should be celebrating. But you know what I keep seeing in the, in, in the Twitter streets? Fighting. Okay. And I'm very saddened <laughs> by it. Yes, I'm an Xbox guy. Yes, I prefer Xbox over PlayStation if I had to make a choice. But why can't we be excited that uh, San Sony Santa Monica has delivered what some are calling the greatest PlayStation game ever? Do you understand the ramifications of that? Sony has been around since 94. And they, in, in that time, folks, have delivered some of the greatest IP I have ever played as a gamer. And we have people, and again, you can call them stands, you can call them fanboys or fangirls, or you can call them whatever you want to call them. But the truth of the matter is, is that I got the most expensive edition. It's locked. It's loaded. I'm ready to rock and roll. I can't wait to see the adventure that Kratos takes, and I'm going to be a part of it. But listen, we have not only the guests in front of you, we're going to have people rolling through to help me celebrate today's you know, triumphant day. But let's start with someone that was a part of this panel and is now back to celebrate not only God of War, but the 1,000th episode. Mr. Bad Bit, how's everything? My brother, how you feeling? Ooh, I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's God of War Eve, man. I'm, I'm excited. It's, for me, I've, I love the celebration of games, um, especially like, when, like, for example, like Elden Ring coming out and everybody's like, oh my God, this game's something... This game's something else. Um, you know, seeing God of War uh, have a lot of critical acclaim attached to it is awesome to see. I love seeing the devs coming out and celebrating the W right now. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm 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 waiting. You know, winter is coming. Uh, Wednesday can't get here soon enough. Indeed. So I'm just I'm vibing. It's a yeah, good vibe. Yeah, we're going to get into it because we're going to be talking not only about God of War. We're, I have some statements from some of the press. And again, please, by all means, take it with a grain of salt. This is their opinion. If you agree, thumbs up. If you disagree, that's okay. That's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about and you give us your opinion in the chat. I will be more than happy to read that for everyone. But I also want to go to next someone 
that I consider to be an extended uh, a part of my family. He has been with me on this channel almost from the beginning. I have uh, worked on with him numerous times, and he's making his return appearance specifically for today because of two reasons. One, to help celebrate 1,000 episodes, but he also, along with Everborn Saga, is a part of the tinfoil hat-wearing folks like myself regarding Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal coming to Xbox Game Studios. Yes, they might just be doing that later next year after ABK is done. We have a, an incredible theory. Slow-mo backslap. What's going on, dude? How's everything? Oh, no. Slow-mo is not here. Unless he's... Whoops, unless he's I'm sorry. I was there you muted. go. <laughs> I, I was just talking, and I'm just like, wait a minute. What's happening? Sorry. Boom. Glad to be back, man. Glad to be back here or breakfast with Boom. I used to always have my iced coffee with me. Now I just got regular coffee today. It's a little cold. You know, I can't do the ice <laughs> today. But hey, look, I'm ready. I'm ready to get into it. Um, it's, you know, people call it tinfoil hat, you know, you know, time. I, I I would say this is just, you know, it's 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 time for a little little slow Stradamus time, I would say. You know, I, I like, like that. At slow Stradamus. I like that. I like I mean, that. like every now and then I just I just come right, you know, hundred percent accurate on a on a prediction. I think I think this is the one. I think this is one of the ones. It's, it's, it's not the only one, but it's, I think it's definitely gonna be one of the, you know, we can get into it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we're we're, gonna, we're actually going to break that down. Uh, we also have a breaking story that was brought to my attention. Uh, my goodness, super early this morning. I mean, I got up at seven and change. And uh, Idol Sloth, who, what can I say about him? Not only is he an amazing, absolutely astounding community member, uh, but he blesses me with lots of information. And most of the time, I'm not even asking for it. I simply open up the DM, and boom, here it is. Well, folks, uh, Kojima's game has leaked online overdose has officially leaked and it does in fact look like it's going to be a horror game um it is third person it is uh, uh using what it what appears to be multiple players online uh i'm not sure if they're working together or working against each other but the game is running that the, the, the footage that we have is actually running on a mobile phone so this sounds very similar to what um, he was talking about working with Xbox, where this game is going to be able to run across multiple devices over the Azure servers. And uh, it's going to be a multiplayer uh, horror game, which sounds awesome. But again, it's probably years out. But the fact that it leaked online is pretty incredible. But let's continue with the introductions. Uh, Web Dave, what's going on, brother? How the heck are you feeling? And uh, what you been up to? I uh, I prefer fangirl. Fan? So, okay, all right. I will call you fangirl if that's <clears throat> what you want. Listen, we represent everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, it's always good to see Joe and uh, Slow Mo. It's awesome. And awesome, of course, my fave, Fuzzy. Love you, Fuzz. Boom! Congratulations, man. Thank and you, sir. Let's Thank let's you. get into just a just a great show. And super chats are already coming in hot and heavy. Ah, definitely appreciate yes. the, the generosity. We'll get to that momentarily. And Fuzzy Belvedere, what's going on, brother? How the heck are you feeling today? Doing good. Good morning, everyone. Man, so glad to be here. And congrats, Boom, on this one thousandth show or video on your channel. Man, this is awesome to see. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that very much. This is, uh, you know, look, folks, here's the thing. Um, you see people come out and start their channels almost every day. It, it's very, very content creation could be considered like gaming. Very, very similar. You have an idea. You try to you put it on paper first. You work it out. You go buy your equipment. You put it up on there. And, you you know, a lot of the times we are lucky to get one view. If it's not our spouse or our brother or our sister or our mother or dad, right? They, they watch the show and they give you your one view and you're like, yes, I've made it. My first sub is Mrs. Boomstick. My first ever sub in the history of the channel is Mrs. Boomstick. Did I ever expect it to go past that? No, I actually didn't. Um, Got to remember, I am considered the old man of the group. I'm 52. I came into uh, a, a, um, a situation where it's a very young man's game. Um, content creation is, you know, kids make their millions starting off when they're kids, eight, nine, 10 years old on YouTube. And we've seen some of them. Ninja is a perfect example of a self made dude. This is a guy that started on YouTube when he was a kid, and he's a multi million dollar um, streamer now. Maybe not as popular or in the news as he used to be, but the guy is still a, he's still a self-made man. I, I look at Greg Miller, uh, someone that I, I, I don't know if I love a meat, but I would love to just, you know, have a slice of pizza with Greg. Because if you look at where he started, um, this is a guy that when you talk about self-made, there's no better example of doing it the right way. Uh, he is, I, he, he, his, his actions have inspired me to be a better streamer, to be a better post, just watching how he was, uh, before he was famous on IGN. And of course, kind of fun again, you know, uh, uh, look where it's at, right? Well, I am incredibly honored and blessed to say that this small channel that's not even at 12,000 subscribers has not only hit three points nearly six three point six million views which is crazy it that's insane for this kind of a small channel but to have to be around long enough to say that we have now hit one thousand videos and that's not because of just myself or mrs boomstick and the work that we that she does behind the scenes this is because of you the viewer right now if you are subbed if you are watching if you are sharing you are also responsible for the, for the success of this channel. Certainly not just myself, because I wouldn't be here if I didn't have people that wanted to actually hear what I had to say. So I'm a, I'm very grateful and humbled by the success. And I will, oh, the regards, if, if, I, if I turned into a, a million subs tomorrow, I'd be the same guy. Nothing would ever change. So enough of the congratulatory shenanigans. We got to talk about gaming. But before we do, gentlemen, I got to catch up on the Super Chats, and my God, there's been quite a few already. John Wolf, good friend of the program, former Breakfast with Boom panel member, drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, congrats on 1,000 Boom, and thank you for welcoming me to this community. You are a pillar of this space, and here is to 1,000 more. It's very kind of you, John. Thank you so much for that, and it's my pleasure. Real talk, John? Real talk? Can I just please, say something? Please, please, please. Respectfully respectfully john 
smoking hot wife. She is very attractive. You hit the lottery, my man. John is a good-looking dude. Let me tell Listen, you something. He's John's a good-looking good dude. dude. Let me. He's a good-looking dude. But I'm just saying, you're very lucky. Count your blessings. You know. Ooh-wee. Listen, there's a Cliff couple respect. things about about John Wolf. Not only is he a handsome man, but he's a genuine good guy. Like he's actually a really good dude. So he deserves it all. Um, yeah. Oh, I see what you're doing there, uh, um, Web Dave. I love it. What is that? What is that? That, that looks. That looks like the the Cloud G. Is that? Yes. Look at the size of that screen. Oh, by the way, did I tell anybody that I that this 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 caveman this 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 I have one, Joe. I have a Steam Deck. You know, if I had a camera, I'd be holding uh, my Steam Deck as well. I, 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 you know, you, <laughs> I need to recharge. You mine. know what? You know where? You know my Steam Deck is. It's in the box because I'm Oof. a barbarian and I don't even know how to set up uh, Xbox Game Pass on it yet. I have. To, I need help. And um, KS on. <laughs> there you go. There you I go. Set that up because you know what? I am going to say though. I have. I have purchased a lot of games on Steam. It's addicting, folks. Mm-hmm. These sales. I got I got ten games for three dollars. I got what? Sunset Overdrive for like a nickel the other day. It's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to say no to basically free games, but I got, I got the Bioshock trilogy for five dollars. The wow. entire trilogy, it, all, yeah, all three see, games. see, that's that's how could you how five dollars doesn't even get you a cup a, a cup of coffee and a <laughs> and a donut these days exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it can't get you legendary um, games on scene. So. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, Outbreak podcast. Hey, I know who that is. He he says this member for wow for fifteen months. Thank you so much for that. He says congratulations on one k episodes and happy birthday to Mrs. Boomstick XL. Thank you so much for that, Dave. Definitely appreciate it. Shooter twenty eight fifty three, generous friend of the program and former military. Obviously, salute for that. Thank you for your service, my brother. He drops. A ten dollars super chances. Congrats, Mister Mister and Mrs. Boom. Hey, Joe, Slow Mo, Fuzzy, and Web Dave. And once again, happy birthday, dear Mrs. Boom. Thank you so much for that. Elementopo, good friend of the program. Wow, he drops an outstanding twenty dollars super chat and says, "Congrats, Boom. It's always a great time listening. Your shows helps make my day more smoothly." Pick up Re Village, by the way. Yes, I actually have it. I have to. I have to actually buy the DLC because I want to play the game again. Because I, I, I have actually got up to la- I got to beat the last boss, but I want to play it again in third person because why not? It's available. But damn, God of War and then Sonic and it's I, I got them knights. Got them knights. Oh my God! I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> my game of the year so far. It has beat out Elden Ring. Really? That's it. That's the, I love to hear it. I love to I hear it, man. I cannot stop playing it. Nice. I am addicted to it. It's just, it is my favorite. Gaming is supposed to be fun. And I'm not saying that Elden Ring wasn't. I put over 100 hours. I love Elden Ring, and I'm not a Souls guy. But Gotham Knights, folks, when it goes on sale, please, for the love of Joe, this Joe, buy it. Me. Buy yeah. it. It's going to be It's going to be 30 bucks on Black Friday. I guarantee it buy it don't worry about 30 frames i'm telling you they're going to fix it eventually they're going to put a a 60 frame patch and you're going to be you're going to be thank, thanking me but bunty who's been a member of the channel for one year drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says congratulations boom on your 1000th video keep up the good work and enough respect thank you so much for that and uh, let's see Oh, okay. I, I, I slow mo put something in the chat. Skill up had wow has Matt Booty on his pre-recorded podcast. Wow. 
Well, skill up is that dude well, is legit. So, uh, yes, uh, Thanaros has been a member for five uh, for two years. Oh my god, drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, Congrats to 1000. I always have to listen to you while working. Well, thank you, brother. I'm glad that I can make your work go through, but listen. Let's get into the game talk. I mean, we're we're 18 minutes into the show and we've talked a lot of shenanigans. Let's 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 talk out of war, folks. Um, like I said earlier, um, I am happy uh, that God of War has uh, enveloped the community conversation, but I'm also disappointed. Um, mm. I have seen a lot of fighting. I've seen a lot of name calling. I've seen some ridiculousness. Look, folks. Here's the thing. I don't have to say it again, but I'm going to say it for context. I prefer Xbox first over Nintendo and Sony. It's not because I'm a fanboy. I like the controller. I like Xbox Live. I like my friends list. I like my achievements. And that's fine. But when a game comes out like Bayonetta 3 for Nintendo, I raise my hand and I buy it and I tip the cap. When Sony does something special and God of War, Ragnarok, is special you have to tip your cap because again to making a game i'll never do that in my entire rest of my life and making games are hard especially nowadays through a a pandemic that is still going on and on top of that now a recession right why can't we just put down the torches and the pitchforks and the axes just for a day just for a weekend just for a week to kind of simply just enjoy gaming that's that's mm-hmm. my thing I, I i i understand people don't want to cross lines i understand people you know think that the media I, I i don't trust the media i don't trust the gaming media as far as i can throw them okay i i, I just don't and and they have proven me right more times than they have proven me wrong but that's not what we're here to talk about today we're here to talk about and celebrate the fact that this game god of war by sony santa monica is being considered the chef's kiss master class in gaming now i started a new game plus and i got almost through it uh on god of war 2018 and i sat back in my chair amazed at what i was actually seeing on the screen like the details in the bald head of kratos is just it's bonkers now is it is it is it a 10 out of 10 for me it's a 10 out of 10 there's no doubt about it i get the highest score you could possibly give it because i really enjoyed uh god of war 2018 but i'm here to enjoy and celebrate with playstation gamers now maybe i'm not welcome into the party because i'm considered a quote-unquote bot but that doesn't make me not want to have and enjoy my playstation 5 i don't play it that often because i only buy it I only have it for first party, and this is the first party game that I think everyone is going to want to have. But let, let me just, uh, you know, shout out Benji Sales, good friend of this program, great friend mm-hmm. of the community. He put out uh, a couple of hours ago uh, uh, the, the first review list of, of scores. I'm going to read it out there for you. Uh, IGN gave it a 10. Gaming Trend gave it a 100. Game Rant gave it a 5 out of 5. Push Square, 10. PlayStation Universe 10, Game Blog 10, EGM 5 out of 5, VGC, one of my favorite sites, and I think it should be yours as well because I love those guys over there. 5 out of 5, Press Start 10, Easy Allies, which I which they're pretty good themselves. They gave it a 9. 
GameSpot gave it a nine. Digital Trend gave it a, a four point uh, a four out of five, which is eighty, and that that's that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, it's it's just you know that their their point scores. I, I don't. I kind of just wish it was all just tens across the board, so it could be you know points whatever. But that's fine. Uh, Open Critic has it at a 94, but Metacritic in their total scores as of this morning, uh, I believe it's a 95 now. Mm-hmm. Wow, it went up one. It went up a point. Yeah, it was a 94, and now it's it, now it's 95. I, I will check during the show to see if it went down or went up. You know, we don't know. Right now, the highest score is his holding at 97, and that was Halo Combat Evolved a gazillion years ago. Um, now, Gene Park... Um, I don't usually quote him um, because he can sometimes be um, he stokes the fire. Uh, and if you don't know who Gene Park is, well, he is uh, a, a writer for the Washington Post. Um, he's a potential, according to his bio, he's a retired social media pro uh, and he's a lifelong newspaper man. Um, and that's great. I mean, but he he can, you know, maybe it's for clicks. Maybe it's for clout. I don't know. He sometimes stokes the fire, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I want to I want to read what he wrote. He says, God of War Ragnarok has finally dethroned The Witcher 3 with the best side quests I've ever played in an adventure game. The game's coolest fights, most heartfelt stories and grandest areas are in the side quests. Do not skip them. Now, Joe, I want to go to you first because you are someone that represents the PlayStation community in the best way possible. Uh, you and Kyle are the co-hosts of the Trophy Room. It is uh, something that is viewed uh, very highly on iTunes, and for good reason because you guys put on a great program Um when you you know when you hear these accolades coming out from all of the media, uh, this is one of those this is one of those events in gaming that time just stops for a couple of days, right? Mm-hmm. And a game comes out and just envelops the entire community. And 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 you know I I, I mean again I I, th- I think I've seen way more celebration than I've seen um, in fighting, which I don't really like to be honest with you. But I get it. You know people like football. I like the Steelers. You like the Browns. You want to throw poop at me because I'm a Steeler fan. I get it. I, I I get it. We suck anyway this year. But what are your thoughts on this? I mean, how excited as as a PlayStation representative, as someone that does re- in fact bleed blue if they cut you. Yeah. Are you excited not only to play the game, but are you excited for a Sony Santa Monica to deliver? It's hard to deliver a game better than what was considered one of the best games they've ever done in God of War 2018. Yeah, man. Well, first and foremost, you know how I feel about review scores in general. The the the, the one thing that the reason why I'm so happy is getting really high scores. I was joking around this entire year. I'm like Ragnarok is an 88. <laughs> <laughs> just like every other PlayStation game this year, it's cursed to be an 88. But the grand scheme of things, the reason why I'm like happy about the high score isn't because like oh, look at this. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a side by side between this and like Horizon whatever five like a loser. No, I'm excited because developers that crafted this game poured their heart, their souls, all their effort into it. Yeah, and it is a 
a, a, a masterpiece critically. So it's awesome that these devs are getting the appreciation, the love. I would love every game to come out, be rated at nine or ten. But for me, at the same exact time, uh, I'm also happy it's high, rated highly so that we don't have, at least I haven't seen on my Twitter, the, God, the tiring, so tiring conversation about not just review scores, but like if this game doesn't hit the same highs that the first game did, it's an automatic failure. The whole flame work, you know, bull crap that I absolutely loathe. Um, so that's why it was kind of a sigh of relief. I'm like, well, at least we're not getting those garbage conversations. At least we're just celebrating this moment that is, hey, a, a, a video game kit is coming out and it's rated really high, similar to that of like Elden Ring, right? When Elden Ring came out, Critics loved it. They're like, this is probably one of the greatest games ever made. And then everybody, you know, following afterwards going, this is something that I have, I love. And, you know, for me, uh, and we we talked about it on the trophy room and I believe also cast co-op last night was, you know, I very much believe by the end of this year, Elden Ring will still be my game of the year. Uh, I think I'll still win like the critical game of the year. But for me, it's, it's, it's just celebrating games and celebrating the people that are making them. You know, there I saw one loser. I'm just going to say it, loser energy, like going into every single one of the devs, like uh post going, well, the user, the user scores could be really low. <laughs> like what? Like, why would you, the, the effort people are putting in to just trash talk because of the, the boxes thing is really tiring. And I think it also speaks to another conversation of, how so many people are just tired of that conversation because it's it's kind of silly. So on one hand, I'm excited that this is getting good scores because, you know, a lot of people pour their heart and soul into it. On the other hand, I don't give much weight to reviews, not because I don't trust people like Travis from IGN or, or whatever have you. Um, I just know the reviewers that I like and that I have a good rapport with. And I'm going to trust those people because I know they're going to like things that I like similarly. So when I was talking to Steve, who reviewed God of War Ragnarok for us on this week's trophy room, the thing that I asked him was, I know how much he loved Elden Ring. And he's platted it as lo- uh, alongside me. Wow. And I really? go, okay. Yeah. And, it, and I go, so wh- what's your game of the year right now? And he's just like, man, that is the thing I'm going to be. I'm going to be torn by for the next month as I decide what it is because it's a toss up. I'm like, that's awesome. You got two games that are coming out or have come out and people really love them. That's awesome to see. So what we've done, I think this is the most important thing, boom. And I I linked it in our private chat um, is we're doing a giveaway we're giving away the collector's edition of God of War. The oh, that's awesome, dude! Thor nice. Hammer. Uh, so make sure you 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 know you check out at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, like, retweet the post, but also donate ten bucks to our Extra Life for the ah, nice. Children's Hospital, Good which stuff. helps kids in need, like who yes. we're sponsoring, uh, Miles, who. Because of this hospital, he's had three skull surgeries. Um, oh, wow. And the, that money goes straight to that hospital. You're so, talking about Miles Dompierre. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. I, I, <laughs> no, a different Miles, a cuter, okay. more, 
more adorable miles more adorable miles one that fits it fits in your arm like this um hey joe so, yeah. i'll put that link in the, in the chat for you thank you thank you i appreciate it so it really does help kids in need and um you know doing some good while celebrating something that we're all excited for yeah so, no, that's, no that's I, my I, I, spiel no no i i love it dude and again it's, it's an honest take I definitely appreciate you being here. You're going to hang out with us. Infinite Umber has just jumped into the fray. Umber, we'll come to you momentarily. But I want to go to Slow Mo on this. Slow Mo, listen, you have an incredible weekly show uh, uh, with, with, your, with, with, with someone that I think you would even admit, even though you fight a lot. <laughs> even though you fight a lot, that's still your brother. Right, um, absolutely. Um, you know, w- we have seen the great side of the community when it comes to celebration. We've also seen the pretty nasty side of, uh, and, 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 and again, I, I think that what I've seen so far is more good than bad. I want to get your opinion on the scores. I want to get your opinion on what you, your expectations are for this game. Cause I'm assuming you're going to get it just like all of us. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, again, this is, this is what I, what I really appreciate about gaming is that we don't really get these events anymore, right? You know, I mean, I mean, did you see the commercial slow mo with um, um, uh, my God, why am I thinking about it? LeBron James was in it, John Travolta. Yeah, and, it was great. Uh, yeah, and, and, and uh, John Travolta. Um, no, no, um, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, ben Stiller was dressed up as, as God Kratos. of War. He yeah, was yeah, it was great. I mean, it was great. What a great yeah. commercial! And you know that. See, that, and they had the kids there too, which is they which had is the cool. kids with yeah. them. And the kids were made embarrassed, which is great. This is even better because you know you're you're destroying your kids live on the air. But I, I, I gotta say this about I gotta, I gotta give Sony their flowers when it comes indeed. to how they market their game. Yes. I was just when, literally just gonna say that. that that's a great point. And please, you know, start on that because um as much as I am an Xbox fan, um one of the things that they they kind of are dragging themselves a little bit with is the marketing and the messaging. Uh mm-hmm. it's something that they haven't gotten right yet. Uh and I believe they're working towards it. They have gotten better. Let's just call a spade a spade. Their marketing has gotten way better than it did in the xbox one generation but it's something special about sony when it comes to these flagship titles they just know how to market them mm-hmm. uh, talk about that and talk about your expectations for this game and, and more importantly the scores that it is getting sure so like i i, I echo your your sentiment about um uh microsoft it's, it's gotten they've gotten better with marketing they they, have. they seem to understand their demographic better but i i i would love to see them actually market their games with the same uh the same level of enthusiasm if you look at how uh if redfall for example um they released that amazing trailer and then it took like five hours five six hours for the xbox account to also like you know re- like show off that trailer as well it's just like it should have been a more coordinated um marketing push for that uh because because i think a lot more people would have saw it and then a lot more people would have been more excited for redfall than than they aren't like they haven't really talked about pentiment and social media as well it's like i keep forgetting when it's coming out you know like that shouldn't be a thing you should know when it's coming out you should be excited um i remember Back when Sony was releasing Spider-Man 2018, and they had an entire like subway car painted with with like that had to have cost them. Uh, well, the first God of War was on a basketball court, if you remember that. I think yeah, it was in yeah. the L.A. Coliseum. Yeah, like they they spend crazy money to market their games, and it works because the general public 
they aren't like us. Like us in this panel, we're, we're hardcore gamers where we're, we're tuned in to everything. The CMA sneezes and everyone's like, hey, the CMA sneeze. What does that mean? Is that Does that mean they're going to approve it? Deny it? What? Like, it's just we're so in tune on everything, but the, the casual gamer isn't. So they see something like a subway card, like Spider-Man. They're like, wow, that's Spider-Man. What's going on? Oh, there's a PlayStation game coming out? Let me take a look at it. It's like it, it's it's smart marketing, and you see big time actors, freaking LeBron James and stuff, and they're just you know having a good time, but doing a little mini commercial about God of War, and all the casual people out there who I hey, I know who LeBron James is, I know who John Travolta is. What are they talking about? There's a new God of War game. Like people aren't even aware that it's happening. And then they see this, they see the game, they're like, well, 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 damn, that looks great. Yeah, let me go ahead and, and get that. And it's just it's just smart marketing. And I, I, I really I want to give them their flowers about that. I wasn't, actually, I was a little bit surprised that the review scores had it on par as far as the same 94 that the previous game got. Because all the talk uh, a little bit before it came out was, oh, it's, it's a cross-generational game, so... Game design-wise, they aren't doing anything any different than they were doing with the previous game, but it's still going to be good. They're still iterating off of what they created. And I was thinking, all right, well, that's what I'm looking for because the previous game won game of the year. So, like, I mean, like, how much more <laughs> can you really do at that point? And so I figured, all right, well, I'm going to enjoy this. I enjoyed the first game. I had a great time with it. That year, Spider-Man was still the better game for me that year, but... I'm still going to have great a great time with this, but to see like the outpouring of and and, and actually people people talking about the side quest being so detailed and a lot of thought put into them, not like your typical Ubisoft uh, copy and paste formula side quest. And I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I've been 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 looking for now. When it comes to game of the year, my game of the year is still Elden Ring. I platinum like like bad bit. I, I yeah, platinum it. I can't even yeah. beat the last boss. I got him down to a piece, and after like the fiftieth time, that 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 mother effer. I just the I Elden just... Beast is, yeah. Like I I don't well, like look, that look boss. Look at the screen. This yeah. is this is what he had, and he flew all the way across the screen. He started shooting lasers and rays all over the place, and I died. And I was like. I, I don't have those throw those control throw moments a because they're expensive and b well they're expensive so i don't want to break <laughs> any of them i love my controllers and i was like i gotta take a break i have not been back i'm gonna beat that effing game one time or another but that elden beast i the first guy i mop him up like he's like he's garbage <laughs> oh yeah yeah the uh the the first phase i can probably yeah. i beat i've gotten so good at beating him he don't even hit me once it's that Elden Beast, though. Mother, I really kind of feel like I, I know. I know this is like a, a tangent, but I kind of felt like from software they made such a big deal about you having torrent your horse, and you use torrent all throughout the game to traverse around the map and everything. I, and and then in a lot of boss battles, you can use torrent in those boss battles. I thought it was a misstep on their on their part. Not to to because a, he flies so far back. Yeah, he's he's all over. To, he had this yeah. huge arena. He's flying. You you, you start really whooping them and then he flies like five miles away from you yeah. like you should be able to get on your horse and, and run after him yes. right yeah it's crazy <laughs> um but no um 
Yeah, I I I, I got the platinum for that game. I I freaking love Elden Ring. Gosh. Elden Ring. I, I did a I did a big review on it, um, on my channel. Probably the last thing I really like truly uploaded, like put a ton of time in on my channel. But like I I, I felt like I had to do a review on the game that like I felt like was a generation defining game. Now is God of War Ragnarok a generation defining game? Don't know yet. We'll see. But I can't wait to right. find out. I can't. Yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm day one on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I I think my anticipation to see how much better it is than the original God of War, which I thought, and like I said, I I had called God of War 2018 my game of the year before that year Assassin's Creed came out. That year, I believe it was the one that was in Rome. Uh, it was it, it wasn't Origins. It was the one with the the brother oh, uh, Odyssey. 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 Yes. Thank you so much for the save. Yeah, it was Odyssey, which I have. And I'm not kidding, folks. Go go check my my my, my trophies and my my stuff is all open for you. I have 40 days in Odyssey. 40 days. I have almost every achievement, I think, except for one or two. One of my favorite Assassin's Creeds of all time. God bless. Uh, and it just it just edged out uh, Kratos because it just I I spent so much time in there. But I'm like I'm like you, so I I can't wait to find out how good this game is or isn't i mean listen i mean maybe i play it i'm like man i'm kind of disappointed but for me at the end of the year i have a i have a i have a funny feeling that it's going to be sonic frontiers i'm hoping it's going to be and i'm very excited for that i'm a platformer i'm a sonic lover uh elden ring gotham knights and potentially god of war they're all going to be fighting for place one through four uh and uh i mean i think elden ring might potentially take it but I'm loving Gotham Knights so much, it's hard to say. But I might even love um, um, uh, God of War even more. So we, we will certainly see. It's going to be, you know what? Isn't that a great feeling that you're having so many games to play that I don't know what's going to be first, second, third, or fourth? I, I think that yeah. is phenomenal. Like, I think my top 10 are going to be the hardest top 10. Because, you know, my friends and I, my brother, Neil Mental, and my two very good friends, we do a game of the year show. Now, it's not meant to get views and clicks. We do it for fun. We've been doing it. I think it's going to be our 10th year doing it. We used to go to dinner before COVID, go to someone's house, you know, have some drinks, go over the whole list, like big nerds. And it was a lot of fun. And we still do it. it Grown-ass men with kids and married and everything, <laughs> we still do it. And it's a lot of fun. But I want to bring in um, Web Dave on this. Dave, you're, you're out yep. here. You're, you're seeing, uh, you know, the chatter. Uh, again, mm -hmm. it, it's it, Metacritic is... Listen, I, I'm not resting on Metacritic. I, 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 I will say that I still think that it is broken. Um, but I'm not here to fix it. They, they're, you know, they, they have to fix it. Yep. But a lot of people discount it. A lot of people hold it into high or high regard. And some people are lukewarm in the middle. I'm kind of lukewarm in the middle. But again, you when all of these different spaces are coming together to put their scores in, and they're all raging about a particular game being great you, you have to you have to stop and look you have to smell mm -hmm. the flowers what what are your expectations for this are, are you were you a fan of uh god of war 2018 and what 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 are you expecting with god of war ragnarok uh i did like the last uh oh Sorry. oh you're botting brother Oh, he's frozen. Oh, yeah, he's natural that he would start botting. You bot. Yeah, yeah, right. Go, go figure. Uh, you know what, Dave? <laughs> jump out, jump back in, brother. We will come back to you, Fuzzy. Let, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're still frozen, Dave. Um, so just jump out and jump back in. 
Uh, but Fuzzy, t- take take that question. Um, yes. well, I mean, what, for you, you you obviously play a lot on PlayStation because mm-hmm. you love Gran Turismo, yeah. even with its shortcomings, even though it had a microtransactions that try to rake you over the coal. And you were <laughs> very, very vocal about it. You, you, you mm-hmm. know, you put it out there for this, for everyone to to know your feelings. But you are a racing, uh, you know, fan to the core. Yeah. So you you have every right to have that opinion. But bringing back God of War. What are your thoughts on this, brother? What, what what are you expecting, and 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 what have you seen online that that makes you excited for this game, but also disappoints you as a, as a person, as a gamer? I I don't really have that much as far as a disappointment, but I I do want to say, and it's good to see that some of the reviewers are, are you know hinting to things where there's an improvement in not just the the characters, character design, the interactions, the the combat, and things along those lines. So. You always want to see the next iteration of a game improve on what was great about the first one. And it sounds like they've done that. Now, I haven't platinum uh, the 2018. I'm, I'm about 70 percent through. Um, but it's one of those things where I will probably want to picking this up later. Not just, you know, not day one. And it's not for any particular reason. But uh, it, it's it's one of those things where I'm I'm excited for you know, to, to dive into that, but it'll, it'll be sometime next year. Cause I, I'm still busy with some of my backlog that I'm kind of going through. And, and while I do like the reboot to God of War, as opposed to the original, like, even though I started on PlayStation, I, I didn't really care for the, you know, Jaffe version of God of War, but that's just me. But the, the new, this newer version or the 2018, you know, more action RPG like, uh, version is is you know what I I prefer but um, yeah I I'm I'm excited that this thing is getting you know great scores I'm excited that you know a lot of people are going to get to play this and and be excited for it um, especially after you know this was you know one of those that also got you know because of the you know the pandy and whatnot kind of got a bit of a delay and and now that it's you know released this year. You know that that's just awesome to to you know finally have it you know up for game of the year type of thing. But for me, I I wasn't the biggest fan of Elden Ring, so my my game of the year is probably going to differ from most uh, overall. But uh, yeah, it's great that that's even you know uh, one of the games that's going to be considered for for this year's game of the year. So that you know awesome all around. But like I said, not day one, but we'll eventually get it probably after things start to slow down after February next year and see where, where my backlog is at from there. Yeah. You know, real quick, shout out to uh layer cake uh, in the chat. He uh, puts in something that's very interesting to the conversation. This is the devs that have their salary bonuses tied to Metacritic results are the ones that really should care for us. Normal consumers. It's just another point of analysis of, a, of the game. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I know that, and he's right. I, it's something I, that's really, really far out of my mind that, yes, there are some companies that um, do have their bon- their their developers' bonuses tied into uh, the Metacritic, which is bonkers. But, you know, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, but yeah, I, I, honestly, I, I have never been moved by Metacritic to buy or not buy a game. Uh, Gotham Knights was was rated under a 60 before the game even came out, and it's pr- practically my game of the year. So Metacritic doesn't really mean a whole lot to me. I've I've never bought a game. I mean, the way I used to buy a game back in the days, and you're gonna laugh at this slow one because you're kind of not, you're maybe not as old as me, but you remember this. You look at the back of the box, and like, well, that looks cool. I'm getting it. 
right? That's mm-hmm. what I, that's how we used to buy games back in the right, day. Right, right. That was it over. That's how I bought Castlevania. I remember going to um Play World. Oh my god, Play World. You guys remember that? I'm that's how old I am. Play World. I went and they had the they had a whole wall. They had you know the, the little tickets you used to bring to the booth. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then you, I, I flipped over the thing and I'm like, oh, that looks cool. I also bought a lot of really terrible NES games that way as well. Oh, but absolutely. Cast- you, Cast- you get fooled uh, by the cool looking cover, and then you get to the game, and you're just like, wow, that's not. <laughs> this is anywhere. terrible. This is not Look, the same game. Where's I, I think, that cool ninja? <laughs> I, I always talk about my introduction to the RPGs. Was, oh, what over God. here was called Final Fantasy Two. But in oh. worldwide was Final Fantasy Four. But like, what really drew me in was the cover. It was just a very basic red background with the Final Fantasy logo and the sword, like kind of going through it. And I was just like, "Oh, that looks cool." And I looked on the back, and I was like, "I don't know what this is, but all right, look, I, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. This, this looks cool. I get it." And I'm just like. Oh, I, I have never played a, a turn-based RPG before. And I was just like, oh, so we just stand in a line and take turns hitting each other? What? Like, I don't know if I'm into this, but then the story drew me in. Next thing you know, I'm I'm a huge Final Fantasy. Now fan. and now it's, now you're 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 a fan of it. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, listen, it's 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 crazy how 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 privileged a lot of the younger gamers are. Like you have so much information at your fingertips, mm-hmm. whereas that's not how we grew up gaming. We grew up on really on a wish and a prayer <laughs> when it came to buying these games. So if you buy it, I put it to this way, folks, if you buy a bad game this in this age, you got to look in the mirror and just yell at yourself because you, there's no reason for it with all the information out there. Back in the days when I, when, when my mom and my pops would take me over to Toys R Us or Play World or EB games, if I picked a bad game, it's because that cover looks really good and they bamboozled me. So mm-hmm. I, I'm the one to blame back then, back in the day. But, Dave, are you back, sir? Uh, yep, yep. Well, let's get your opinion on this. God of War. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on uh, this being considered even better? But th- th- again, there are some, and then there's a subjective folks. So please don't don't boo the host. <laughs> uh, people, there are some folks out there that are saying that besides it being a masterclass level of design from Sony Santa Monica. I have read not once, not twice, not even three times, multiple times. This is the best PlayStation game to date. What what does that do for your your expectation and, and your your hype level coming into God of War, which re, which releases next week? Well, I definitely want to try it. Definitely want to play it. Um, you know, there was um, you know, the last game was really good. This one looks really good. Um, not a big, huge super fan of the game. I mean, and it's a great game. Let's just say that. Don't upset Joe. <laughs> but I'm just kidding, man. But oh, no, you can, uh, you can, you can, listen, you can hate it. That's fine. I, no, no, I don't hate it. I, I don't hate right. it. I mean, it's not my favorite game, but yeah, it's, it's but you know, but I definitely would like to play it. Sure. Cause I like yeah. playing games. So it definitely looks like one I would definitely want to try. I definitely want to get into. Um, I know there was one, um, was it like the Korean IGN or something like that that gave it like a a, a six out of ten or something like that? And the which I don't necessarily think it was deserved at all, but but man, Sony fanboys were losing their minds. Like, how dare you kind of you know give it that kind of score? And, and and I was real surprised that they actually did it. But but yeah, so that was um, 
I don't know. That, that, that's the only, that's the only thing that just kind of jumps out at me, you know, that it's not, that's, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but that somebody necessarily doesn't like it, then they get, you know, beat all to hell for it. So I don't think that's yeah. fair. I don't think that's right. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's the same with the call of duty thing, right? Like right. Mm-hmm. the one, the one person, you know, rated it a six. Yep. Okay. And then like, but like everyone attacked him. Yeah. And it's like, it's just those guys. It's just an opinion. It's just subjective. And then like, we were trying to like Bob Woodward our way to an investigation of how, how, how did they let this happen? It's like, cause the guy thought it was a six. So he, he rated it a six. And like, yeah. <laughs> for me, I take a look at that and I'm just like, okay, I, I rated a lot higher on my personal rating, but like, that that doesn't you know reflect on me as a person that score or or my taste it's like i really love call of duty and i wouldn't have given it a six but like to each his own yeah you you don't have to attack the reviewer you know i give a lot of props to a lot of reviewers because you know they make it look really simple but to try to break down a game to its ingredients is way more difficult than a lot of people, especially on Twitter, like to make it out to be. Um, and I, I hate that. So, like, listen, that that uh, IGN career, whatever. Listen, they thought it was a six. Okay, yep, exactly. And just I'm, and and this is how affected I am. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it's 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 it'd be different if it was like they rated it a two, and then they're consistently rating poor giving poor scores to multiple playstation games yeah. then you think fanboy yeah influence. It's, it's it's like the the Sevater site or whatever mm-hmm. right like they yeah. are unabashedly uh, they they stoke the flame wars a lot yeah. every single time a playstation game does come out it's like oh it's a six or a seven and so like what i do is just like not to say that those aren't truthful reviews either but like I, again it's about shopping where you like or 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 where you at least feel like they're they have a good perspective or share your perspective on right. games that's why like the first person i go to when i'm looking for a review is not ign it is skilled up exactly he's the best youtuber exactly. out there he's the best reviewer and it's in depth it's 30 minutes long you're understanding why i would love 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 to move out of the way of scores because i don't feel like it's helpful you know, I want to talk about why you recommended this game and why Agreed. you don't. Agreed. And I'm, I'm on that hey. same page of, is it for me or is it not for me? Or is yeah. it a maybe? And then leave it at that versus putting those numbers in there. Because then those numbers are v- very definitive that people will misconstrue and, and use to, you know, their, uh, their uh, narration of what they want. Exactly. Hey, Joe, Joe, I, I would say for me, I would much rather listen to someone like you who was going to play the game because I respect your opinion yep. than to listen to, to IGN and anything that they say. I mean, I don't know there's good people that work there, yeah. but they don't, they don't seem to have, you know, always the best interest at heart of yeah. the consumer. They seem to have a lot of the, you know, what's going to get us likes, what's going to get us clicks, what's going to get us that. And that. But I, like I said, I totally respect your opinion and, you know, and because of that, I would play the game. And it's such a multifaceted thing, too, because when you take a look at, like, IGN, like, for example, like, they rated Gotham Knights, I think, off the top of my head, like a five or a six, right? Mm-hmm. But they had, like, a deal with Gotham Knights to promote it 
on their site. Yeah. And so the problem with, I feel like, and I, and I, I feel like this is the biggest quote unquote problem. Cause I, I have no problem with any reviewer for the most part, but I feel the, the, the conflict that gamers see is indicative of IGN is this multifaceted thing where the marketing team doesn't talk to the review team or doesn't talk to the uh, content crea- creation right. uh, side. It is a, it is a, uh, an octopus of a company. Yep. And so that's why gamers get really um, caught or defensive about IGN because it is such a big site that like, you can't tell who you, you don't know who reviewed like, you know, call of duty. Right. But like, it, it, it's kind of designed that way where, you know, I know like Travis is an amazing reviewer. And if I, no, he reviewed a thing. I'm going to listen to it and understand his perspective. But yep. not a lot of people share that because, again, it's this huge monstrosity of an organization. Yeah, and, and, so, and then you got like I the think one a lot guy. Of the hate for them came because they had a lot of horrible reviews too. <laughs> like, oh, too much water. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing too. Like, people remember like the silly reviews. You know, or yeah, the, the guy that plagiarized, more. the guy that they oh, had yeah. on yes. staff that was plagiarizing yes. Nintendo yep. reviews. Like, oh, yeah. it, it, it's, when you're a big monolith like that, like the IGN is, you got to end up owning the the plagiarists as well as the guys that are great reviewers as well. I kind of feel like, I've said this for a while, that I feel like great. review scores do a disservice to everyone. They yep. do a disservice to the gamer um, because it, it's basically... Um, telling you oh this game is only worth this uh, a particular a particular numerical value but that doesn't really define the game and it does a disservice to the actual reviewers who are putting the time in writing or creating this review because when you put a score on it the majority of people aren't really paying attention to your review they're skipping down to where the score is and then they're defining their entire opinion on your opinion based upon whatever grades you gave a game, they're not even reading your review or watching your review and seeing what you're actually saying about it, which is the reason why when I do reviews, I don't do any score. I give a recommendation or not a recommendation, but that forces people to actually pay attention to what I'm saying. And uh, the reason reason I I like ACG because ACG either gives you a recommend or wait for a sale or just don't buy it at all. And he breaks it all down. It forces you to actually look at exactly what he's talking about, because then you get the detail and the context of what the reviewer is going through, what he said, how their their actual feelings are about the game and not just, oh, it's a six. Oh, yeah. 8.5. And, and that's why I like skilled up because it's like, oh, I want to know why you didn't you don't recommend this game or that game. And the sad reality of it, and and whether it's like, you know, the, the sad reality is that the numbers get people to the site mm-hmm. and, and get the clicks. That's yeah. why the big sites do it. That's why you see little sites do it. That number means a lot, not just for the publisher, for the bonuses aspect of the thing of the of the of the business but for the review side of the business as well that's what gets butts in seats mm-hmm. i'd so, tell you one thing though uh, it's the, 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 thing, the, the thing that i'm i'm looking forward to the most is trying out the uh, the gotham city nights just because it's boomstick approved that's right he's absolutely going nuts for it so i'm like i gotta try this i mean if boom likes it that much yeah i want to try it so and, there the, you go. and, and the thing is too like, Wait, so I I the that. pc version 
can't touch, touch a mouse and keyboard to save my life. But like you know, uh, like Luke, Luke Lore loves Gotham Knights as well. It's like it's just a fun game. And Randall Thor is is about to, is about to one thousand out of one. He can't stop playing. He start, he yeah. play, he loves it so much. He's playing through it again on New Game Plus. And that's awesome. And like even when when like I was talking to Luke about, it, he's like, yeah, and like all the things that Travis says they're accurate <laughs> it's just like but you know it's like mileage varies and i think yes. that as a, it, with the internet we just kind of fail to see that like your mileage varies and and for the most part at the end of the day too most people don't care um you know i i said this on the trophy room last uh, this week is my brother for the first time played the last of us remake on on playstation 5 for the first time because he wants to get prepared for the tv show he loved it absolutely adored it and it's awesome to hear because it's one of my favorite games and now he's playing through part two and he's enjoying it and it's 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 getting out of the way of all the the, the bull crap that we see and that is fed to us by twitter influencers of how we should feel on something it's so refreshing to see someone who knows nothing of what's the controversies here or there, he's just going in and he's just liking it. He's just he's he's not just consuming it, but he's experiencing it for the first time with no influence, and he's and he's digging his time. That's that's the thing I feel like is 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 lost on most people. That even like if it's a, a, a you know a six out of ten or whatever, like Call of Duty, Call of Duty still made almost a billion dollars in three days. You know, so which like, is which is why Microsoft wants them, and which yeah. is why Microsoft is going to keep that game on everything, even a potato. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Web, Web Dave's got got the sound clip for that. I bet you know the competition thing. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it, Dave. Drop, drop, drop it like it's hot. You want competition? Give us competition. But so if this, this is about competition. Uh, let us have competition. There you go. I love it. Nasatya Nadal. Who's who's better than that guy? That guy's a good-looking old man for sure. No doubt about that. But Umbra, let's get your opinion. But Umbra, before I do, oh my God, I gotta catch up with some of the super chats. And I missed one. Sith Lord, generous friend of the program, drops a two-dollar super chat up front. Uh, he says, "Congratulations on your one thousandth episode in five years. Thank you so much for that. That's very kind of you, brother." He drops. Well, he drops one as a reminder that I missed one. So he didn't have to do that, but thank you so much for the addition of two bucks. And he drops a third two dollars from Ted. Says congratulations. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, Raiden Blade, who's been a member for a year, thank you so much for the generosity, my brother. He drops a five pound super chances. I don't trust reviews anymore, especially when it comes to Sony games. We know that Sony will block you if you give their game a low rate survivor yeah yeah and that's a fact folks i mean but i don't see something like this i i don't i, I don't know I, I mean like i they all I, do I'm, that by the way what's all, that they they all, all do that well there you go there you all. go um as a guy that works in pr i'm going to tell you this they all do that yeah joe did you especially, get a demo copy did you get an early copy yeah nice. especially nintendo Nintendo. I call oh, Nintendo will will cut Nintendo. your lights out from under you. Nintendo's they're vicious, and they may even sue you too. So, can you, can you give us an an, an idea of when Microsoft did that? Because I don't recall them ever complaining about Microsoft. I've seen them complain about Sony. What? What the reviewers, like get, reviewers are getting a block? Yeah, I've never heard of Microsoft story where they blocked you from getting a copy. Oh, I, I, yeah. 
like what's when his it, name maddie maddie plays he talked about it how they didn't give him a review and the other I guy said he made a favorable tone so they didn't yeah. get a review yeah no i would definitely say that as of recently like oh, sorry Nintendo, jesus microsoft's absolutely the best when it comes to that because they really want like for example a, a game like pentiment that's coming out i know they are flooding stuff uh with with that game because a lot of it is they want they want people to look at their stuff but they all do it any pr agency that's worth a damn is going to look at the person that's reviewing it and has a green list a red list and a black list Mm. and if they don't have that they're not worth (laughs) they're not a good pr agency can you all imagine can you imagine by the way like Anybody want to play some Pentiment? Well, God of War is out there. Anybody want to play some Pentiment? <laughs> and and that's exactly why. Like, there are so like here's a cool PR thing for those of you that don't know. Sometimes when a game is going to review poorly, there's two ways about it. They'll either restrict review codes for certain folks that they feel are going to be a little bit fairer to them. They're going to restrict codes greatly, mm-hmm. or if they feel like this could be better for the smaller influencers they'll actually flood codes to to uh creators to kind of uh balance out the negativity so that it's more noise and it's less coherent of like oh this game is this game sucks yeah yeah, this game's not great i can't give (laughs) examples because i would get in a lot of trouble but that's what typically pr makes sense yeah, I mean, that makes sense. They don't want a consensus. They don't want a consensus that this game is bad. <laughs> so they flooded the people who, you know, will give it a fair, like, who who aren't, like, I'm, this is my 20th review this month. And compared to, they, they have a hard, difficult time separating this game from that, that the, the masterpiece they just played and just like, oh, this is just trash. Whereas someone yeah, else is like, <laughs> they're going to give it the fair shot. I mean, That's- it was something. Yeah, it, like, I mean, I, I, I mean, to, to your to, to your point, slow mo. You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, the, what it, it, it's 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 a slippery slope. Let's just say that reviewing is mm-hmm. a slippery slope, and how they dole these codes out. I mean, listen, I, I'm a Microsoft huge fan, and I I I've, I don't get everything. I, I don't get every code, and that's fine. It's it's, it's, it's you know, it's, I, I don't really do reviews on this on the channel. I talk about them, yeah. so that's probably what it is. I don't do what skill up does what acg does or rand or i I just i just don't have time to put in that much i do i stream five days a week when when am i gonna have time right but (laughs) yeah i mean let me oh sorry no no no, say say what you want to say it's also like nintendo nintendo's notorious for like being really stingent on oh yes uh one of the reasons why they do that is like gamers are game like they know gamers we we got you locked down you're gonna go buy that legend of zelda whatever they're they're pushing on you their thing is family focused so instead of giving a bunch of codes to reviewers who they give codes to and access to is lifestyle uh influencers so people with like here's my family of four you know I'm a well, like I'm a dad. I'm a mom. I'm gonna teach like because it's about bringing the the kids in because they know it's the parents that are going to buy I can see whatever. Doing that it. makes sense. That's so yes. many super chats. Oh my god. Yes, yes, yes. PR yes. strategy is fun, guys. I could do this for days. Yes. Well, so so let's continue. All right, because we do have the someone asked in the chat: Are we covering Edios Montreal Crystal D? Yes, that is absolutely next. We just got to get uh, Infinite's opinion, Dreadpool, and we're going to cover that because 
we're going to go first to slow-mo like myself has this tinfoil hat theory that i think he's 1000 percent correct on saying but we'll get to that momentarily El elemental po drops not one but two additional super chats one of five dollars and says just bring back the aegm facial expression reviews and he said the second one is that my bad it was game pro and yeah i agree i, I liked that happy face and, and the terrible sad face crying that was I great remember, i remember um, that game pro <laughs> Brett Bingham, who's been a member for a month, thank you so much for that. He drops a five-hour super chat and says, "Congrats on 1K." And he asks, "Are you covering EDOS and Crystal D?" Yes, we certainly are. And Game Pass Weekly, good chaps over there. Go follow them on Twitter. They give you all the hot updates to everything that's launching on to Xbox Game Pass. They've been a channel member for a month, and they drop a two-dollar super chat and says, "Love you, boom and panel." That is all, but we love you too, brother. Thank you so much for that. We also have Why So Serious. Thank you, brother. He drops a very generous $5. Who chat says, happy 1K. And thank you for the generosity, brother. And of course, the congratulatory uh, statement. We also have... Um, uh, Paul drops a $2 super chat. And thank you for the generosity, Paul. Welcome to the program. He says, what are... Uh, uh, young guys, most anticipated game. Oh, oh uh, uh, what, what are your guys' most anticipated game? Twenty twenty three for me, it's Starfield, uh, because it's the first new IP in a decade um, for uh, for Todd Bethesda, um, yeah. and I want to see if they can deliver on this water cooler moment where slow mo is going to play the game. Joe's going to play the game. You guys are going to find a different weapon, a different planet, a different race. I'm going to play the game, and I'm going to say, holy crap, yeah. you guys are not going to believe this. I just got this laser ray that disintegrates. You can say, I just got this ray that d just shoots a black hole into the spot. And it, and the way that this is, is going to happen is I hope that we all have these experiences that we may not share, but we can talk about because the game is these planets are going to be procedurally generated. So everything is going to be different for everyone. And I think that uh, just on the, on the, if you take a step back, the scope of how big this game is actually going to be and how many different stories it's going to tell for each individual player is going to be very, very special. But let me Starfield for me as well. I'm, yes. I'm going to say, dude, 2023 is a stack. It's ridiculous. Like, everything. Yeah. Yes, for me, is. I think it'd be Redfall. I like, uh, that. I like that pick. Redfall is going to be Redfall. great single player, but yeah. Red, Redfall is also going to be one of those games. I, I Again, this is just me shooting out the box here, Joe. I have a yeah. feeling Redfall potentially has the legs of a Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 Let's where you're going to go back with your friends time and time and time and time again. And that's what I'm hoping for because, listen, let's let's call a spade a spade. That developer, they don't miss. Yeah, they, they don't freaking miss. Yeah. But for um, me, it's they're like time. Dead Space. Yeah, like, oh, Dead Space is good. And they're like Diablo 4. <laughs> it's like, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what, what's yours, Slow-Mo? For, for me, it's a tie between Fire Emblem and Gage and Spider-Man. Oh, you loved Fire Emblem. Yes, I know you did. Yes. Yeah, Three that's Houses right. was my game of the year in 2019. So yep. seeing this one. Man, that's that's I can't wait for January. <laughs> yeah, we also yeah. got Zelda dropping next year. We got yes. a lot of games, a lot of yeah. major games. Next year's gonna it's, be crazy. It's gonna be uh, Game Pass is gonna be big because uh, it's gonna save me a lot of money, but I'm spending a lot of money. So I'm saying, folks, I say this public service message every year. We're coming into the holidays. Do what I do. Take your gift cards that all that the mamas and the papas and your girlfriends and your boyfriends, everybody gives you tuck it into your underwear drawer. 
and forget it that it exists. So when the games come out, you can just go buy it. That that's what I do. Uh, Hargi Chani, Hargi, what's going on, brother? Welcome. He's been a channel member for two months. He drops a ten dollars super chat and says, "I can see why Ragnarok may not resonate with Eastern audiences." Kind of bored of seeing the same EU stuff myself. Greek gods mixed with Norse. Uh, there's a world beyond uh, e, uh, the EU. God of War Ragnarok doesn't excite me either. And again, that's that's a strong point. I mean, listen, he's he's being honest. And you know what? You're entitled to that point. But thank you for being here, Hargeet. And thank you for the generosity. Masshole1977, who's been a channel member for 24 months, has says, uh, says congrats, Boom. You don't look a day over 1,000. I appreciate that because, yes, I am an old man. <laughs> DJ Birdo DOS drops a $20 super chat. Wow, thank you for the generosity. He says, achievement unlocked, boom. And that's really cool. Thank you. Here's to 1,000 more. As always, another great show and panel. Thank you so much. And Tim the Sorcerer. Tim, what's going on, brother? He drops a two-pound super chat and says, congrats on 1K and belated birthday to Mrs. Boom. Thank you for the uh, very, very generous uh, um, super chat as well as the kind sentiment. But, Umbra, let's get your opinion about God of War. Let's get Dreadpool's opinion, who got in late here from work, so we're glad to have Dreadpool a part of today's amazing show. What what are your thoughts on on the scores? Are you surprised? Not at all. Um, I expected it to be at least in the 90s. It makes sense. I, I thought maybe it would get a, a bit of a higher 90, but 94, man, that's pretty solid. I mean, you got actually give, sitting at a 95. And, I just, and, and, I just and checked again. Else. It's a 94 again. Oh, is okay because reviews. I just saw it a second ago. And here's the number of reviews. Check this out, folks. One one seven is what. <laughs> the amount of reviews <laughs> yeah, yeah. that is so ironic. This is Sierra one one seven, God of War. Uh, yeah, no, man. Uh, Honestly, I'm not surprised by it at all. I expected it to be great. I think most of us did. I don't think any of us thought, like, they're going to drop the ball here. No, nah, Sony Santa Monica is one of the best studios in the game. So we all expected them to do well here. The thing I will say, though, because I heard you guys talking about it. You mentioned it a while ago. They're like, oh, like Gene Park. And I like Gene. And he was like, oh, it's the best side quest. Witcher 3 got beat. I'm like, I don't believe that. I'm sorry. I don't believe it. I will play it and I will find out if it is, I will acknowledge it. But I'm telling you right now, I don't believe that. I even wrote it on Twitter. I was like, I use that gif of I don't believe you from uh, Anchorman. I don't. I just honestly don't believe that. I'll have to see. Well, you know what? That's first of all, a lot of people like first of all, I I like Gene Park. I I do. He's one of the ones that I do like. He's he is funny. Again, like I said, like a lot of us, sometimes he soaks the fires a little bit. Now, again, I can't know if he's if he's doing it as just jiving or he's doing it to generate, you know, a- activity. Whichever way he does it, I do like his stuff. Um, and when I read that, you see, here's the thing, folks. And please don't unsub and hate me. I don't like Witcher three. What? No, I'm about, to, I'm about to unsub. I, I know. I, I just, I, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a deep, dark secret that I'm not ashamed to admit. I tried to play it three different times. I got ten okay. hours each time, and I hated the crafting system. I hated the inventory system. I hated it all. Hey, listen, we got Pong So dropping in here as well to make his uh, appearance. We'll get to you in a second, Pong. Thanks so much for joining us, brother. It's really cool, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, like Boom, I said, you're not alone. You're no. not alone. 
Oh, well, thank you there. That, that, that game is overrated, yo. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm subscribing <laughs> to both of you. It's, 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 yo, it's, it's, I have tried to play The Witcher 3 three separate times on three separate platforms, and yes. I always quit at the same point. And it's just... I Look. beat the first boss. I get to the first town. There's a lady that's trapped in a in a house that's calling for help. I can't figure out how to get her out. And I'm like, yeah, this is just nothing. Yeah. I can't get past the Red Baron, the Red Baron uh, quest. I just like I actually I did on PC get past the Red Baron quest, mostly because I was just kind of like testing my build and just like, oh, look how it performs on PC. Oh, so both of you just quitters. That's all it is. It's not the game. I, hey, no, no. Hey, I'm in that crew too. Wait, 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 wait. Games you beat this year? Cause, cause wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm in that crew too. By the way, this year. Well, I'm saying oh, okay. So, so yeah, it is a house that has. I'm going to be members. trying for the third time when they drop that uh, current gen patch. So once it's, more. It's wait, just, wait, wait! Did you did you beat it, Pong? Or are you saying you're no, trying to beat it? No, I'm trying for the third time. Oh Lord, what is this? It's an epidemic. I'm sorry, I, I I'm sorry. Combat, <laughs> combat, combat just takes me out. I just CDPR is good at writing stories, and, and and the reason why this I think blasphemy. Gene Park has said what he said about uh, Ragnarok side stories is that if they are well written, then that's 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 a change a break from what you typically get from side quests that are usually mm-hmm. a very copy and paste ubisoft kind of thing right and right. if they're well written then i can see why people would be like oh i'm really invested mm. in the side quest and it's unique and different from other side quests now i do understand with cdpr because what i played cyber someone on a boat what is that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's time for the purge. It sounded like the purge. Yeah, it sounded like the purge. Oh, oh man. Hey, look, man. Hey, hey, you guys purging me for not liking The Witcher 3. I'm sorry. No, but no, like, I mean, look, I played Cyberpunk and I played it again after it was actually fixed. And, like, I can appreciate the story and what they were trying to do there. I know CDPR is very talented in that, but. Like the combat in Witcher Three is just it it, 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 it sags. It's like it the, the 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 previous two games had even worse combat than that one, but the combat's lacking, oh and God. it's it's the lacking combat that makes me just like go play something else. Oh, yeah. you all, look, it's okay. Yeah, we, it's, listen, it's I know okay to have a different right opinion. Now. It just so means that half the panel <laughs> agrees, half the panel disagrees. But Umbra, let let's continue. Because I do want to get to Dreadpool, and we'll get Punk Soul, and then we're going to get into Crystal Dynamics and EDO. So, folks, here's the thing. Um, I know that we're going to be talking about it in a, a very, very uh, uh, deep hypothetical bubble. But there, what, what, the way that slow-mo is going to break it down, th- there's something here. I've always been the guy where there's smoke, there's fire, even though I'm not a firewhacker. I, I understand that it starts out with a spark, then it goes to smoke, and then it becomes a blaze. I think that there's something here. And uh, his theory about companies doing certain things makes a lot of sense. And again, uh, Pong Soul is a huge fan of the head of Embracer. He, he, he considers him the Phil Spencer of the EU where they are. <laughs> uh, and we'll get to him momentarily. But please continue on, bro. Let's get your opinion about God of War. Yeah, just going back, I'm I'm really interested in seeing how the side quests play out because it didn't seem like they would go that route to me. I do like the ambition that they're set out. They set out to to make something greater than the Witcher side quests. So that's interesting to see. I, I like that. So there's there's not just some type of copy copy paste from the 2018 game in that regard. So that's cool. I expected the combat to be largely the same. I'm pretty sure it is, and that's fine. I, to me, the thing I, I feel like that when a lot of people like. 
oh, you didn't change enough here. I don't think if something works well enough, I don't think you need to reinvent the wheel. That's the way I look at it. If it works, it works uh, previously. And you just kind of, you know, you know, I guess tinker with that a bit and kind of add here and there little pieces. That is more than fine with me. Um, I'm, I, I was interested to see if they would add a jump button to it to have you actually jump in combat and such. They didn't. It is what it is. But. I expected the game to be great, man. I'm just, I mean, I'm I'm looking more forward to the story than anything and seeing how they conclude this. And I'm surprised that it was, you know, concluded in the second game instead of a trilogy. But um, yeah, I expected these scores. And then Sony, like I said, Sony Santa Monica is a great studio. So this is not a surprise at all. And of course, you know, people were online and rubbing in, our, in the Xbox like myself face. So yeah, but I mean, hey, jokes on them. I got me a PS5. I'm playing this game too. So. And I got the $10 coverage from Risk after beating him in fight night. So he's going to take care of that. I'm good. But uh, well, there yeah, you man. go. I mean, listen, that's the least you can do after stealing your name. Yeah, exactly. Say, you know, I mean, listen, yeah. I got to be in your corner. But Dreadpool, let's get your opinion, brother. First of all, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. I know it was a tough night that you got here. You were just literally just coming in from work. Uh, uh, what, what are your thoughts on the God of War scores? Are they uh, expected? Are they inflated like some are suggesting in the community? Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. They're also deflated just as much. Yep. So we know we have the extremists that will overinflate anything that comes from either Sony or Nintendo or Xbox, right? Anything that goes to those particular brands, they will be the extremists that will inflate it. Just the same as the haters that are the extremists, and they will zero it out. Uh, We saw that with Zelda. You know, it had a perfect 10 all the way across, and somebody just said, you know what? I don't like the fact that I got a perfect 10. I'm going to give it a zero just so it throws off that number. You know, so there's a lot of emotion that comes into these, which, you know, that's why we say, yeah, you know, yeah, meh or nah, you know, let's, you know, but this is also my point of view, you know, uh, versus giving numbers out, you know, and I try to, I try to refrain from numbers um, because of that you know so it's is it for me you're not yeah. the only one there dread a lot yeah. of people on the panel already said that that they just want to give a review so you read the review and you can hear what i'm saying rather than scrolling down right. to the bottom and just grabbing and, and that's and that's the main thing because now i'm actually telling you why and that's you know like everybody else has said it, there's a why behind it why is it for me why is it not for me why is it a maybe you know i'm not feeling it now but you know and here's the, here's the other beauty right we're all humans we all have a brain. We all have opinions. But as we get more information, our opinions are allowed to change. We can do that. And, and some people will hold you to the fire and say, you know what? You gave this a 10. But everybody that knows that's in this, uh, that gets review copies, knows that it's not even the actual, usually not the actual game that you're that is being released. You get a pre version of the game so what you're reviewing is not even the updated version so you may not have any issues we've seen uh, other people that have reviewed games and said everything was great this this and this and as soon as it launched they did the update day one update and it it just crashed everything so that's why you know when, when you look at these reviews day one day two ignore it you know ignore all that stuff you know 
use people like like we do. We we trust each other in the community. We know who likes these type of games. Those are the people we refer to. That's why we say in the in the media when you know it just sucks because you know we talked about Travis. You know he's a great reviewer, but guess what? Travis isn't always going to get that game. There's also people that get games that they don't play those style of games that they don't understand the nuances of certain games, you know? So you have somebody that's playing hockey that's going to review Forza Motorsport or is going to review the Witcher. You know what I mean? Those aren't there in their wheelhouse, but it's going to trickle down to them to do a review. So you'll have what I would say is more of a un biased but uneducated review Indeed. right yeah because they're not in the wheelhouse of those games but if that person you know travis right destiny through and through he knows destiny so if he reviews something on destiny one of the expansions i'm gonna hold him as everything he says is knowledgeable because he yeah. knows what he's talking about you know when it comes to stuff like that that's that's where you have to pick and choose who you're listening to. And sometimes we, you know, we we know these bigger publishers will just drop it down to somebody and you have to look at that number and then correlate it with look, is this person this type of gamer? You know, and read the review. They should be telling you, yeah, this is not my my preferred type of game. And and this is, you know, for for someone that's coming into this, this is, you know. Uh, more of a non-preferred player uh, of this of this type of game genre, whatever. But this is what I think, and then you could take that and make your own opinion from there, right? It's supposed to be a tool, and and people are not using reviews as tools. They're you they're using them as God's spoken word, and nobody is God, right? Everybody is an opinion. They have their own backstories. They have their own backgrounds that they've uh, uh, that have formed their opinions and ideas. You know, you guys were talking about um, who was that, Joe? That you were talking about? You um, uh, boy and how I slept with his mother. Yeah, that too. Now, um, uh, what's Skilled his up? name? Skilled up. Yes, you like him. Guess what? Unpopular opinion. I can't stand him. That's fair. He's he, to me, he's very pompous. But I'm not going to sit there and be like, you know, don't listen to him. Don't do this. Don't do that. <laughs> we have two people here have differing opinions on somebody else's style of review. You know, he likes them. I'm not going to say anything bad. It's just to me, that's not my thing. But it's also a tool. This is a tool I choose not to use in my in my decision making. Joe is looking at it as this is a tool that I will use. You know, we were talking about Batman um, uh, Gotham Knights, right? Boom and Rand love the game. You know, and when they first came out, we heard that it was a bad game. You know, it, but then again, it's it's same thing. People are making this out to be an Arkham game. It's not an Arkham game. It's its own thing. And we have to remember each game is its own piece of artwork. And this is what we have to relate it to. Yes, is it involved in the Batman universe? Yes, it is. But it's not an Arkham game. You know, just because they made it, they made this, they made this, and, and, and you put them together, and now they're making something else. And you can't relate the art, the artistic work that they've put into these things, right? You know, Witcher, 
we complained about The Witcher, but yet we got uh, uh, Cyberpunk 2027, right? Or, or 2077. So we got that. They're, two di- they're the same thing, but two different games, two different styles, two different things, but built by the same people because they have a different mindset. You know, no one's really comparing The Witcher to Cyberpunk. You know, but yet we are still doing that in the community and on Twitter. Uh, people are pulling these things together and making stuff up. And that's, you know, we need to refrain from that. No, I I, I, I absolutely agree. And I, I, I think that you, you really should ju- pick, pick like, like, like Dreadpool saying, pick, pick your favorite reviewer. If you trust them, you go to them. If you want a second opinion, then go to someone else. Uh, again, it, it, everyone has an opinion. My father used to say all the time, it's like an a-hole. Everyone has one, right? So, you know, it, it, deal with that. But listen, we're going to come back to you in a moment, Dread. Pong, real quick, let's get your opinion on uh, uh, on the, the God of War scores, and then we're going to get right into the Crystal Dynamic um, um, and uh, and um, Edios Montreal joining Xbox Game Studios because I think that there's something to it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, first of all, congratulations on a thousand boom. Uh, oh, I had thank a couple you, brother. Of, I had a thank couple you. things coming up the this morning. I got to get to the office, but I did want to stop in and say hi. So I appreciate I can't it say for the entire show, but I definitely no, no, that's okay. I appreciate it. Thank here you for a couple, but uh, great to see you all too, brothers. By the way, and chat, you're all looking amazing this morning. It's Friday morning. Welcome. Uh, listen, God of War reviews. They are listen like Dread said. It's an opinion. Like everybody agrees, it's an opinion. Every human being is going to have different biases, different things they look for. You know, what I use opinions for, first of all, I do find a couple people that I trust or that I have found that like similar styles yes. like myself, and that's who I go to. But one thing you can take away from like a God of War or any big release that comes out, when you've got 120, 150 reviews, if you look at more than just even the people that you normally trust, you can find overarching consensus right you can find that's what i look for and that's what i found in the god of war reviews not everybody's going to look at the game the same way not everybody's you know like dread was saying everybody's going to play the game differently everybody's going to walk into that review with a certain you know type of bias or whatever the case may be that might affect something but if you can get overarching kind of consensus from that many reviewers, there's something to that. There's substance yep. to that. And that's what I look for. And with the God of War reviews, again, I found that. Again, Sony Santa Monica, even though Corey Barlog did not lead this one, they took a look at what they did in 2018. And they said, listen, we invented the wheel over here. Okay? It works great. We're not going to all of a sudden decide that we're going to make this thing square now that we found a round wheel. But what we're going to do is we're going to add some rubber to that thing. And we're going to make it work a little bit better. And I think that that's what you can take away from these reviews. They built upon what they made in 2018, and they just did it bigger and better. And I think that for me, that's all that really matters. And I think the scores are justified when you look at that. Because if you took something that everybody believes, or I shouldn't say everybody because... For me, God of War was a really good game. I just, it, nothing drew me in. It didn't make me want to finish it. Nothing like that. But for a lot of people, it was game of the generation. Okay? So if you take that and you build upon that and you come out with something bigger and better, the scores are justified then. Again, it's hard to do with a sequel. That's why we don't see it. Whether it's movies, whatever the case may be, whatever you look at, when you try to create a sequel, a lot of people go in and try to, 
Oh, we're it's, a, it's, it's a rarity to, to yes, see one better. Yeah. And, and that's because you see people walk in and say, well, we can't just do that again. We got to change it. We got to make it something different. No, 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 no. Just build upon what you already did and just make it better. And that's exactly what I feel like from reading these reviews that Sony Santa Monica did. So I think the scores are justified. And again, at the end of the day, it's just a score. At the end of the day, if it wins game of the year, it's just an award. It's not, it's a big deal to the devs. It's nice and pretty to put on the front of the boxes later on saying game of the year, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's the player. The player has to enjoy it. Like we were just talking about with The Witcher, considered one of the greatest games. I love CDPR. I love everything about The Witcher. Do I really do. Combat just didn't fit with me. I'm going to try it again because I love that game so much that I want to actually finish it. But again, maybe it won't click for me. Same for God of War. If you're going to go out there and enjoy it, enjoy the hell out of it. It doesn't matter if it came out as a 60 or if it comes out as a 90. At the end of the day, it's you. It's the player. Yeah. But again, with this many reviewers, it's kind of all saying the same thing. I think it's justified and I think it's worthy. I think they yeah, were all that, paid off. They all paid off. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, all paid off. All, 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 all 150 people. All yes. Uh, yeah, all every, every site. I, yeah, I agree. Right. I love it. I love Not it. bad Listen. for some DLC, by the way. I, I'm just saying well, all the slanderous <laughs> things that I bought would say. You know what's funny, though? You say DLC. It is DLC, right? Mm. But what's a sequel? A sequel is technically more expanded from the first universe one, right? yeah is, absolutely is not, that's a great point is that right? not what dlc is anyway more gonna expansion get, gonna get philosophical on the streets yeah, he, 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 he wanted to bring some common sense into the conversation <laughs> yeah, i love but, it but that's you know um, that's that's the thing though is a, a lot of people you know yes is it expansion yes but it's also more than that they've yeah. done more than that to justify it to be in its own standalone piece 60 to 80 hours i would say so Dre. yeah, yeah I, exactly. I, absolutely <laughs> and this is gonna be one of those games i put 60 or 70 hours into for sure but listen oh, yeah. folks first of all i'll get to the uh, super chats uh real quick we had uh jd gamer uh drop uh uh gifted 10 double barrel gaming subscriptions for the channel and then right after that ice cold uh gifted five that's 15 new uh, uh members thanks to two very generous people thank you so much for that very kind of you uh, until recently, I didn't even know you could do that. Uh, someone did it live on the air. I'm like, what? What is that? Gifting? I don't. What? What is I didn't that? Know you could do that either. <laughs> go, 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 figure. But slow mo. I want to go to you first here. We got, and then I'm going to bring Pong Soli because he's our embracer professional for sure. And then we'll get everyone in and get your opinion on what we're talking about. And then we'll read the super chats and we'll get everyone out of here so you can start your Friday. Slow mo. You and I have uh, a very similar th- thought um, process. Now look. I'm always, I'm always, I've said it before, where the smoke, there's fire. Okay. So right now, Perfect Dark is being done by two studios, specifically more Crystal Dynamics than even the initiative. The initiative, what they were meant to do was start a project. And then another team was initially going to come in and finish off their original version. I'm not sure if that's how it's working with the initiative anymore. A lot of things have changed. um, But here's the thing. Crystal Dynamics is not owned by Microsoft. It was a, a company owned by Square who threw them under the bus and Embracer Group picked them up for basically pennies. Well, if that's the only thing, then you can say, well, they were already working with Microsoft and Embracer has a good relationship with, uh, with Xbox, so they're going to let them finish the project. But we just learned, folks, that Fable is being done by multiple studios. 
not only is it being done by uh, Playground Games, but it's also being done by Eidos Montreal, who has done something as recent as Guardians of the Galaxy, which was phenomenal. One of the best games of last year that no one played. Phenomenal game. Um, that's two studios that are owned by Embracer. Now, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it live on the air for slow-mo and everyone that's here. When these studios were sold to Embracer, it broke my heart. It literally, like, I felt like dread come on to me because I really thought that these two studios are what Microsoft needs. And I say that because, like Cognito has said on the Iron Laws podcast, we are waiting for the hashtag just one. There are two studios that have the ability and the talent and the manpower and woman power, for that matter, to deliver an over-the-shoulder, story-driven, adult-themed content that we have been asking for on the Xbox. God of War is a prime example of what makes Sony great, right? You can say all you want about, oh, they're all so samey. Good for you. I like those. That's why I have a PlayStation 5. I'm a selfish gamer. I like single-player story-driven events. God of War is right up my alley. I want God of War-type games on the Xbox. They are coming. Yes. We're getting that with Hellblade. We're getting that with Fable. We're going to get that with potentially um, uh, the um, Compulsions game. You know, we are going to get those games. They are coming. But these two studios have the chops. So, slow-mo... Please explain to the fans. We have over 450 people here. King is here, what, too. What, what's, oh, oh, okay. Excellent. Oh, let me bring uh, him in here. There he is. Hold on. Uh, there he is. King David, 84 in the scene. My bro, he's got, he got the stack oh, of money. Sorry. He, <laughs> I was sitting in the background. with the stack of money. The I king love it. has returned. Uh, please, for everyone that's here, explain to the audience why you think Embracer is eventually going to sell these two studios to Microsoft. Well, well, well. I, I think you did a pretty good summary. I, I'll try to fill in some of the details. And and and, uh, what's up, King? What's up, man? <laughs> it's very good that me and you are at the same podcast together, talking about something that uh, you spearheaded, and I just clarified in street language. So, uh, <laughs> hello, everyone. <laughs> hello, King David. Yeah, and I can't wait. Go ahead, sir. What's up, brother? So, so look, Crystal Dynamics is is a is a big long time studio this studio has been in existence for like 30 years and in the 30 years of their existence they've never been a support studio but no. now they're a support studio idos montreal has done very very little support work and now they are a support studio so let's let's go back to so square enix as you as you said throwing these studios under the bus multiple times publicly to shareholders to to everyone oh like we it, it didn't reach reach the sales expectations that we thought it did with marvel's avengers with guardians of the galaxy they sell these assets in 50 50 ip to embrace a group for like three what three anywhere between 300 to 350 million dollars which literally everyone was just like not that they sold it because that wasn't a shock because they've been talking badly about these studios and clearly didn't value them, but for the price they sold them for. Clearly, they were trying to get rid and unload of these assets as quickly as possible, and they weren't really in the need to negotiate for fair value. You take Embracer, who has more IP and more studios than any other 
entity out there in the video game industry. And you have these studios that are far more far more valuable to other other companies than they are to you. Already when they acquired them, Crystal Dynamics was already working with the initiative. Now we know Idols Montreal is working with Playground Games to help make Fable reboot, which makes sense. When you think about that Forza Tech, the engine that they're using for Fable, is a engine that has been used for over a decade strictly for just racing. It hasn't been used in, in the way of like making a role-playing game where you need to have like characters with a lot of detail, a lot of emotion, facial expressions, yada, yada, yada. So they didn't have quite all the tools already built in and need, they need to develop those tools to actually make an RPG. But why not bring in a studio that made Guardians of the Galaxy? A game that if you played it, has a lot of very detailed characters, very narrative-driven Facial expressions are amazing. Greatly, like great work done there. You're they're adding people here that fill in the 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 weaknesses that these great studios have. Like Playground Games is a great studio, but they're out of their depth. So let's bring someone in to kind of help them. When you look at all that and you look at like these are out of the three studios that were acquired, one of them has been dissolved. And one that when the one that has been dissolved is a studio that would have zero value to Xbox because all they made was mobile games. The two other studios are only studios working on Xbox games and their own independent games. And if you look at the IP that they work on, Deus Ex, they, they previously did Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, these are, as Phil Spencer has once said, IP that would fit a a missing component to the the kind of portfolio they're trying to build. They don't have games that are like Tomb Raider in Deus Ex. So if they brought in studios that then one would be working on other games that are already developing and two actually build towards having a kind of genre that they don't have, it's only filling out the Game Pass Game Pass's variety. And, and the last thing I'll say on this Let's say Fable Reboot is an amazing product. It's a masterpiece when it comes out. Let's yep. say Perfect Dark is amazing, and it's like a they turn Joanna Dark into like a Lara Croft. It's a third person perspective <laughs> game, and now first person shooter like the, the the actual original was. What do you do after that? What do you just you are you find yourself in trouble is what you do because this this is this is a killer instinct nightmare coming to uh, fruition again because we don't have a killer instinct too because the original studio got bought by Amazon and and was then closed and the second studio that did it which did an amazing job couldn't do killer instinct two or even continue to support it because they wore doing their own game, which is out a free-to-play game, which is right now. So mm -hmm. right now, Phil Spencer and Matt Booty has said this live on the air together, sitting down. We talk about Killer Instinct all the time, but we just don't have a studio. And that is a big problem there, slow-mo. Right. Like If, if you're going to do a perfect Dark 2 off the reboot, were you going to not have the developer that made it successful the first time there yep. anymore? When Daryl Gallagher, who is the, the head of the initiative, was once the CEO of Crystal Dynamics, it's clear why he wanted this studio there. He vibes with them. They have a good rapport. He knows what to expect from them. It's clear 
they want now i think my theory here is that the embracer i know mine is slightly different than Casey's because because me and king we, we <laughs> king believes it was, was kind of like hey don't, don't, don't worry back I, 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 I got big I, I got a bit to do, hold this back, but I kind of feel like Embracer just kind of look at that. I brought up how multiple companies and in other industries do this. They they acquire assets, acquire a company on cheap, then they raise the value of it, and then they sell it and make a profit off of that. I think Embracer did this all on their own, knowing Microsoft wanted these studios, but knowing they couldn't get them. And so now with no other bidders for it, Embracer took it for cheap, and now they're working with Microsoft. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll make these people available for you for any game you want to work on. Absolutely. Don't you love them? Aren't they great? Aren't they great at this stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so then once the acquisition is done, they just go, hey, you know, uh, you've been working with us for a little while now. Great. I, I love working with you guys. That's it. Don't you want this? I mean, like, these guys are awesome. But, like, once the, 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 the game is done, what, what are you going to do? I mean, they're, they're just here. Yeah, if you would like to take this off our hands, we'll make a great here's a great offer, and it's gonna be probably more than double than what they paid, but it will be that would be fair value for what they're worth, too. And so that's how I mean, look, that's how business works. And for Microsoft, trillion dollar corporation, that's nothing. Sure, what 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 750 for for crystal dynamics? Sure, all right, I'll do that. That's no problem. You know, yeah. with the IP, of course, because we, we want Tomb Raider too. But like, it, it's it's it just makes a lot of sense to me. It, it, and and I and I love your theory. And, and you know what, we talked about this before, which is why I'm not surprised by it. But let's get Pong Soul in on the conversation because he has to go. Pong, you are our Embracer Group connoisseur. <laughs> you really do dig what they're doing over there. You've told the story of Lars and how he started his company literally in his garage then moved to a warehouse where he sold used games. Uh, that he'd buy games from companies that weren't selling, and he was selling games. And this is how he made self-made man, right? Started in comics. Started, started in comics. In comics. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts and theories yep. regarding what Slomo has to say, what I had to say, what King David eventually or King Crocs yeah. is going to have to say? <laughs> Do you think there is yeah. any legitimate... Um, a legitimate C to our theories on this. Uh, absolutely. Um, I think there's multiple different things that could happen. Obviously, we'll never know behind the scenes, but I think that the mind share that Phil and Lars have when it comes to the industry, when it comes to IP, when it comes to the history and protecting that history, because that's the other thing about Lars is he wasn't just in it for the business. Um, although that was obviously a big portion of money rules the world, but he also saw the history of IPs and wanted them to be protected. Um, and I think that that's where Phil and him, you know, really, really see eye to eye. And, and I don't doubt that they've had plenty of conversations. Again, I, I want to see them both sit down with an interviewer, uh, and, and it would be fascinating to hear these two, but as far as this goes, I think this absolutely could have happened. It could have happened a couple different ways. It could have been a gentleman's agreement that Phil, obviously, you know, knows where Embracer Group is, knows Lars and, and his appreciation for this IP. And they're and actually good doing. friends from what yes. we understand. Yeah, so. so so they certainly could have had a conversation. Phil said, hey, Lars, 
You know, we're kind of tied right now. Our hands are tied with this ABK deal. You know, can you do us a solid? Can you go? Can you go get these guys? Square isn't asking much, right? And we'll get you back. We're gonna we're gonna get you back three, four times uh, when it comes back when we get done with this deal. That certainly could have happened. Or like Slomo said, maybe Embracer Group just kind of knew the situation, saw what was going on. Obviously, you know, it was public that Crystal Dynamics was working with Microsoft already. Maybe Lars saw that and said, hey, I can get him on the cheap. I know Phil's going to come a knocking when this ABK deal's done, and we're going to work something out. Um, it could have gone that way as well. But at the end of the day, whatever happens here, there's something that really kind of makes a whole lot of sense. Embracer Group right now is in, and Lars has specifically talked about this, they're into transmedia IPs. And what that means, you're going to hear that more as this generation goes on in the entertainment industry as a whole. You know, that means that you take, you get an IP that works not only in one form of entertainment like video games, but you take it and you move it and you get a Netflix deal. You get a comic book. You get a novel out of it. That's what Lars is investing heavily in over at Embracer Group. And with Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, all of the IP that we know. Soul Reaver. Got, I mean, Soul Reaver, Legacy of Kane, all of them. They all have the potential for transmedia. So what you could see happen here is when the ABK deal is done and Phil comes a knocking, there's no question that they're going to want to own the IP. There's no question we already know Phil's respect and love for the Tomb Raider series. So Phil could cut a deal with Lars and say, yeah, we're going to take these studios off your hands. We're going to pay you 900. We're going to pay you a billion, whatever it's going to be. We want the gaming rights to that IP, but you guys go ahead and take the transmedia side of stuff. They, again, Embracer now owns Dark Horse Comics. Okay. They own that. You go ahead, you own the rights to whatever you want to do with Tomb Raider, whatever you want to do with Deus Ex on that side. We'll give you those rights. It's going to be a, those, that type of mutual agreement between them. But it makes a lot of sense now that we know that Idios Montreal is also working on Fable. Like Slow-Mo brought up, like we've discussed previously, um, you know, what are you going to do when you go to make a sequel? Are you going to bring in a whole brand new team? Nah, you're not going to bring in a whole brand new team. Why not bring back the teams and own the teams that you already fell in love with? Again, when you have the resources that Microsoft has, why not make it happen? Because there is a dollar value attached to everything. Nothing is off the table when it comes to Microsoft, when it comes to the amount of, you know, the blank check that they can lay down. And right now in this industry, the number one resource outside of time that is is in limited short supply is that talent that talent is being gobbled up yep. that's why it's funny to me when you got the clown show out here going what's wrong with xbox why why are they hiring triple a studios to be support studios what what do you mean you don't want to go get the best to work on some of your biggest games and you've got the ability to go find these free agent teams that just so happen to be AAA studios that have a long history of making great games. You don't want that talent working on your games. You would rather go just gobble up or go hire a small support studio just because they've always been a support studio. No, if you got the ability and the opportunity is there to go get some of the best talent in the industry to work on two of your biggest franchises that you're trying to bring back after a long time in being dormant in both perfect dark and fable and you've got the opportunity to go get a crystal dynamics you've got the opportunity to go get an ideos montreal 
of course you're going to take that opportunity. Why would you not want them helping out with some of these most important IPs? So this is a great situation. This should be celebrated that Microsoft is is taking um, you know taking such a broad view of what they're trying to do and saying these two franchises are ultra important. We're not just going to go simply get a support studio. We're going to go hire some AAA people to help out our AAA studios to make the best damn game we can make. And I think that that should be celebrated right now. But unfortunately, again, the clown show likes to do what they do. And it's a problem. Microsoft's got problems. What are they doing? They need help. No, (laughs) no. Everybody needs help right now. Talents in short supply. They're going to go get the best because they have the ability to do that. So yep. that's where I'm at, though. I think I think there is something to it. I think at the end of the day, when the ABK deal gets done, we're going to see that deal with Crystal Dynamics and Idios within the next 12 months after the ABK deal for sure. Yep, love it. Uh, thanks so much for be. Uh, thanks so much, yeah. Pong. Definitely appreciate it, brother. Absolutely, Joe. Let, let's grab your opinion uh, real yeah. quick on it. Is, is there substance to this? X Dev is a great thing that Sony does, and I love it a lot. Um, partnering up with studios outside your own to go make first-party studios. Similar to what Pong said, uh, it's something that I've always wanted Microsoft to do more of, which is, you know, go out and partner with studios outside your own and go make some stuff. And I think, you know, prior to the Embracer deal, we saw uh, Crystal and... You know, Eidos in a bit of trouble in terms of Square even said it. We don't know. We don't know how to make a Western game. Um, we're, we're having difficulties, and so I think prior to the Embracer deal, um, Square or Microsoft uh, in Square, one of one of the two approached each other and said, "Let's make something together. We have IP and a clear goal that we want these games to hit. That's something that Square does not have or has never had when it comes to its Western games. Um, and you guys can help us build out these franchises that people really love. So right there, I think it's a partnership that very well could evolve into that, you know, let's see what happens later down the line. Now, later down the line, though, Square Enix is sheepish. They want to get unload uh, Western Studios so that they can unload some Japanese talent on their end. Um, And that's where Embracer came in. So undoubtedly, you know, if if everything went well, these games came out tomorrow. uh, Yeah, you could definitely see them go out there and purchase either one, both of these studios. But. What happens is the ABK deal happens and Microsoft doesn't want to spook regulators even more by acquiring even more studios while they're being investigated for this. And again, thoughts, I don't care, but <laughs> I really don't care. It could, it could, it could get passed and I'm, and I'm a happy camper. I don't care. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, Embracer saw an opportunity. Pong said it correctly. They're very much in the transmedia business. They want IP that they know can transcend through TV, movies, film. Um, and that's what Tomb Raider gives them. That's what Eidos could give them with Deus Ex if it takes off. Um, so Embracer got a really good deal. 
because they got these studios for cheap and now they set off or now have goals to build these studios. Now it sucks to hear about Eidos, uh, or sorry, not Eidos, um, uh, Onma Studios that they're called Omaha, but yeah, yeah really it was yeah. more of a, a mobile focus and you're seeing a lot of those people now switch off to Eidos it is interesting that Microsoft is saying hey here are two IP that we love they are currently being developed uh, in house but we also need them initiative way more than playground to help us here uh co-develop these games now i could also see a reality where this is just a partnership that continues because embracer is in the same field that kind of microsoft is when it comes to uh acquisitions but i could also see microsoft walking up to embracer and going hey listen we'll 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 pay a lot we'll, we'll pay a lot of money for for these studios and or these ip if things go well. So there could be a situation where they buy out these developers with none of the IP so that these, uh, these studios could be attached with the new IP. But that being said, I don't see you parting with crystal without, you know, something like a tomb Raider. So no, I, I could definitely see this happening in the future, but in a far future, we're not here yet. I don't think, I don't think there was a, <laughs> I don't think there was that conversation between Lars and, uh, Phil of like, hey, listen, I'll buy this cheap for you, so you can buy it off of me for a premium later. I think Lars is uh, is is has outside entities, um, shareholders, stakeholders in that company that he has to uh, make very, very, very happy. So I think their mission is to make sure these two games are rock solid. They hit. Um, and that they sell well so that their partner benefits. But again, I really like the idea of Microsoft, listen, not having to go out there and buy a dev team, but go out and partner with dev teams, which I yep. think, what is it? The rumor, you know, IOI uh, uh, situation. So like go out there, create and broaden your ex dev uh, teams and then yes. build those relationships to go out there and then solidify them you know we talk a lot about how playstation built their you know first party teams it was through xdev and so i would love that to be similar with microsoft going hey listen idos crystal we've worked so well together let's try to put a ring on it and we are this committed that we're going to pay a premium because we know that you guys are worth it and i think it's important for microsoft last point to go out there and purchase canadian teams because right now that that area is just uh ripe for growth yes uh, so yes. the death scene's growing there and i think you want to be there that's why playstation uh you know partnered with haven to do whatever they're doing uh over there so to me that's that's what's important at the end of the day now good stuff as always web dave let's bring you in on the conversation where do you where do you fall on potentially idos and crystal joining uh xbox um, um do you don't you want to go to uh, King David, he he hadn't been here yet, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want to I want to make sure we get everyone, and we'll, we'll bring King David in because I, okay. I, you guys have been sitting for a minute. So, well, I, I don't mind, <laughs> but uh, but I, I think it's great. I think it's great that they that if they get them. I, 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 I mean, it makes sense. But right now, use them for you know what's available to them. And obviously, Microsoft is like you know, hey, if we need them on this team and on this team, and they're making them available because you know it's they're basically making money off their investment of the. 300 uh, million so it's definitely worth it for them to continue to do that but if at some point in the future when this other deal is finished if they become available 
for purchase, whether it's a more price or whether it's maybe more of a continued, you know, work with us partnership. deal partnership type thing. I think it's a, uh, you know, you can't have too many allies, you know, and, yes, uh, and see, um, so it's, it's good for Embracer. It's good for Microsoft. I hope it keeps going. Ah, good stuff. King, let's bring you in on the conversation, brother. You you, you have a good theory. Uh, we've talked before. You think that this is a done deal. Uh, I mean, but how much of a done deal do you think this is? Happy birthday, Josie. Oh, thank you, brother. I definitely <laughs> appreciate that. I will tell Mrs. Boom that. That's right. That I, I would definitely tell her that. Thank you. Um. <clears throat> all right. So, slow-mo and I, really slow-mo, uh, piqued my interest in this whole uh, thought process. Slow-mo, What's the head of um, uh, what is that um, the initiative, the, the quadruple, the the initiative. What's what's his name? Oh, uh, that's Daryl um, Gallagher. Yes, Gallagher. Yes. Mister Gallagher. Yeah, I like Mister Gallagher. <laughs> I like Mister Gallagher because uh, Crystal Dynamics were uh, coming in and helping before, you know, with Microsoft before they were sold to embrace a group before Microsoft was looking over to uh abk for purchase now i'm pretty sure they whiteboard a lot of things and 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 i'm going to give it to you because uh, i know a lot of you guys here in jargon and y'all like i don't understand this i don't i don't follow but i i hear this and i understand transmedia but i'm trying to get a hold of it and i'm going to give you the straight skinny i'm gonna give it to you but there's whiteboards right and they go in and they're mapping out plans and these guys are playing chess not checkers right so when they're doing it this scenario can happen and this scenario can happen. And if this scenario happens, we can get this. So Microsoft is in uh, buying season. Shout out to young Odin, uh, Satya. Um, he gives the go. So he tells Phil, go make this stuff happen. So I hear a lot of stuff that happens in the background. These dudes know each other. They, they Mr. Gallagher knows Crystal Dynamics very well. So anytime you go to war, you're going to go to war with people that you know. So see, Gallagher's team has to hit this title from the gate. With all the stuff that's been going on with the initiative, with people coming in and going out, this title has to hit. This title has to land, right? So who's who are you going to go to war with? I'm going to, if I have to go bury a body, I'm calling Cog. I'm not calling nobody else. That's the first person I'm going to call. He's got your back. Got my back. Yes. Mouth is sealed. This guy is solid. I know he's solid. So Gallagher looks over and said, these are the guys I can go to war with. These are the guys I need to have in the trenches with me because I was in war with these guys and I know what I can depend on. So I know if somebody says they have this, they're not going to BS me. They're going to get this done. All right. So Phil understands this. And trust me, Gallagher has weight. He He talks. And, you know, he talks to Mac Booty, he talks to everybody. And he tells them, these, these guys are solid. We need them. If, they, if, if, if Square Enix is over there throwing them under the bus, I know what they value are. I, we can get them. You know, Phil's like, well, you know, right now the ABK deal. And we got these guys that, you know, these guys, they're watching. They're watching. <laughs> and you got Jim Ryan over there snitching, bringing the heat down in the kitchen. Right, so all right, how about this? <laughs> we go with embrace a group, right? Yeah, hell yeah, we good with them. They they, they peoples, they they're our fam. We good, we work with them, everything is great with them. All right, go hit them up, tell them go get these dudes, 
pick them up, whatever it is. I give them 10 cents on a dollar when we come back after this deal is done. We'll pick them up. They still got games they got to work on. All right. So the deal goes through over there with Embracer Group. They pick them up. They pick them up at three, 300 million, very lightweight. So everybody's like, wow, they sold for so cheap. Yeah, because Square was devaluing them all the way through. Yep. Solid titles that they made, poor marketing from Square. Right? Square doesn't do Western market well. It's very simple. They didn't understand it. They didn't do it. So the first people, if you're having problems with, you're going to look at the people that you don't really understand. They got to go. Embrace the purchases. Microsoft says, all right, cool. We're still working on this. Now, Phil says it. Satya says it. This Activision deal is very, very positive and going through. They feel, they feel very, very sure about it. So you feel so sure about it. Let's call up Embracer. You know, the, the, the stuff that we ask you to hold. Well, we need them to start working on some stuff that we got going on right now because we're trying to have 23 really good, 24 really good, 25. So let's get them rolling now. So when this deal is done, we can give you that bag that we promised you and, and just pick up the team because they're already being transitioned. They're already working. They already know how everything is. Let's integrate them already. I think everybody overthinks stuff. And a lot of times, business can be done with a handshake, a wink, and a smile. I know you. You know me. I'm good for it. How many times have you went to the store, boom, and you're on your beat, and the, the guy in the store knows you, but you left your wallet back at the uh, at the uh, at the base, and he's like, you like, oh man, you know, you always pick up a bagel and, and, and a coffee, and you forgot your wallet, and he goes, oh, don't worry about it, Officer Boom, you're good for it. You're good for it. Why? Because I know you and you're a man with integrity and I know you come back tomorrow. And what do you do? You come back tomorrow with the $3 and give them two more dollars. Thank you for holding me down. When I needed it the most. 100%. This situation. 100%. So the deal is a done deal. Soon as the ABK, and I don't think it's six, seven months down the line. Soon as the ABK deal is done, they're going to walk over there and say, here's your bread. And they're going to pull them because they're going to already be working. Right. You already, I already got the workers in the building. Here's the money that we owe you. That's it. They already transitioned. They're good. Another thing about transmedia. I believe Microsoft goes half and half on IPs as far as anything outside of video games. We own the licensee as far as video games go. Talk about Tomb Raider and, uh, and things of such. And since you did me such a good favor. We can go half and half on a licensee or we can go uh, 60, 40 or whatever on a licensee as far as comic books, uh, uh, what you call them, movies, cartoons, stuff of that ma of that nature. Because Microsoft yeah. really is looking to get that mobile store open to attack yeah. Google. And so Apple. this yes. is the difference, guys. That's 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 pretty much how I see it. And that's how business really works. It's really sometimes done with the wink, handshake, and a smile. I love it, dude. And, and you make a lot of sense. And you know something? I think you're onto something. I, I th I've seen a lot of people trying to poo-poo what you're saying, what I'm saying, what Slow Mo's saying, what Everborn Saga has been saying. I think there's something to it. I think you're onto something. I think that this is going to be one of those deals where they do get the studios. And I think that Microsoft does invest in Embrace a group for that transmedia aspect that Lars really enjoys doing. 
and and when you can get a new Tomb Raider film and a new Tomb Raider comic, and and uh, and you can get all of these IPs to be in the faces and the spaces of the common regular people that are not diehard gamers that are not in social media each and every day, you expand the brand, and that's what Microsoft is going to do. And I think that these two these two studios are going to come to Microsoft. And you're going to see a partnership one way or another with Embracer. Uh, good stuff is always king. Let's bring in uh, Fuzzy Belvedere. We'll get Infinite Umbra and Dreadpool into the conversation. And then we will get everyone out of here after I read the winners of the $300 worth of gift cards, as well as all of the Super Chats. Been so many of them. Uh, Fuzzy, what are your thoughts on what King had to say, what I had to say? What, what are your opinions on Slomo's uh, uh, theories? All, all of them make perfect sense. I mean, for me originally, I was just thinking at most, maybe Lars was looking at it as a business opportunity, like kind of like you can see the writing on the wall that Xbox definitely or Microsoft definitely wanted those studios. They were already working with them. It was kind of like a test before you buy type of thing. And, you know, the opportunity, seeing the landscape where they're kind of tied up right now, it makes sense. But the way they've broken it down, I, I would say. It, it it's as close as we could probably get to being a fly on the wall and, you know, their, their meetings or, or, you know, lunch breaks or whatever the case may be, or some of the phone calls that may have uh, transpired type of thing. I would not be surprised if that's, if that's the case. Although I, I kind of wonder, wouldn't um, Embracer itself be possibly the next acquisition? I know that they're looking for something in the East as well, but one final publisher to, to rule them all kind of thing and, you know, acquire Embracer, but I know that would probably bring too much scrutiny, but I, I, I like the thought process behind the whole, um, you know, Iados Montreal as well as Crystal Dynamics, just for the fact that, you know, these are, uh, you know, perfect studios for the situations that they're working with those, the, you know, Microsoft right now for these upcoming games. So, you don't want to, I mean, Microsoft has learned from 2014 and earlier as far as yep. when you do all of the the third party deals or, you know, you have somebody make a game or work on a game and then they get snatched up by somebody else. They don't ever want to be in that position again. And why not have, you know, someone that you can trust? Like, like King said, you know them, you, you're, you, you've worked with them. You have a good, strong relationship, you know, behind the scenes as far as whether it be deals in Game Pass or, you know, just deals in general why not have them kind of hold something down for you until you're able to, you know, you know, get them, get them back as far as, uh, you know, pay them for what they've, they've, the favor that they've done for you or something to that effect. Or maybe it's just kind of like what we see with ABK where they picked up a couple of studios uh, or at least a couple of support studios for like uh world of Warcraft and something else before mm -hmm. the big acquisition type of deal. So um, yeah, I, I, I totally see your guys's point on it. Hey, why not just acquire, uh, you know, Embracer themselves? But you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you're, you're you're making uh, a lot of people in the chat smile because that's been uh, uh, Santa has been banging that drum for quite some time. But uh, you do make a lot of sense, and uh, I appreciate your opinion, Umbra. Let's get your, your get your final opinion on this. Where do you fall in the Embracer Idos Montreal, uh, uh, you know, tinfoil hat wearing scenario? Oh, you're on mute, brother, unless you are stepped away and I just missed the, missed the message. Okay, we'll come back to Umbra in a second. Dreadpool, take that question. Um, 
What are your thoughts on this? Is there something, is there smoke, uh, fire with their smoke? Do you guys remember when this first happened? What did I say? Holding company. You did say that. I yep, said you that sure did. day one. You sure I, I did. Had that, I had that same situation happen with the company we worked with. On the 91st day, the first second, we were sold right away. You know, and there was two bids out for us before anybody even knew we were, you know, we were up for sale because it was a holding company and they held us for a, a certain bidder. And the same thing here, you know, the highest bidder didn't win because it was already intended for somebody else to, to purchase to buy us. you. Yep. And this is the same scenario that I believe is happening. And everybody's basically touting the same uh, drum that we are, you know, that, um, whether or not this was an orchestrated deal, but I mean, here's the other thought, right? If you think about it, Square has been saying the Western division has been losing money. They got a deal off of all of that negativity, mm -hmm. right? Uh, they also had the, the hardest, basically, games to, to produce with the limited budget that they had and how expensive it was to get the licensing. So it, it, it's, it's a catch uh, 22 on that because even ea said the same thing these high value licenses are killing us you know hence uh, fifa going away but you know if you're a businessman you, you would think where can i get some investment this would be good money to, to invest in you know like i said whether or not it's a backdoor deal the you know the good old boy handshake or any of that stuff between phil and um what's his face uh but whether or not but let's just say that didn't even happen but you know that this is this is something that they're looking at right i i would buy the games i would buy the studios have the ips and then turn around when air when you know that the dust is settled and ms and xbox are good to go here's your platter here's my my offering you still make money it's still on the cheap for them uh they're in the clear now, the other question would be the IPs, and I've, I've questioned that too. Would the IPs come along with? Because really, you could build a new studio. Because think about this, right? Daryl Gallagher said, let's bring my old team back. You know, as King said, you know, I got these guys. I can vouch for them. So doing that, you know, I don't need the IPs if I'm going to just buy the studio. I, I could just get the defectors. I can sit there and weed out the, the best of the best and bring them on the team. And that's what this quadruple A studio has, has, has said. You know, we are not uh, a full studio. We are the planners. You know, it's just like um, people that hire on temps are, are, you know, the temp guys do all the work. We take all the credit because we do the, um, the intricate pieces of putting everything together. You know, because we brought them on, they're the ones that are pulling the wires. They're the ones that are doing the, the actual hard work, but we get the credit for it. You know, they just get to, you know, uh, kind of like associate themselves with us in name and that's it. We get the full credit. And that's what a lot of the support studios do. You know, so now when you think of all that and you see all this happening, you know, now you're like, for sure. This has to be a holding company set up. This has to be this. 
and they've got the IPs got to go somewhere, you know, and if, yep. if uh, Phil is going to keep the IPs everywhere, because it seems like, right. If the IP think about this, if the IP was dedicated only to one place, Xbox is keeping it there. But if the IP has been never happened, it's staying with Xbox, you know, with the new stuff. But if it's been out there, it's going out there to everywhere continuously because they've done that before. They've held true with all their previous contracts. They're not pulling them away and changing them. They're they're honoring every single contract. And then it comes right to Xbox. But now the next games, if it's a continuation, they'll probably stay multi-plat. It makes sense. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, to your point, Dredd, I'm glad you brought your personal history into the conversation because that really does put a stamp on how these deals are done and 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 they're done in advance and and based on what you've said and what king and slow-mo and myself have said along with uh pong we believe that is in fact what is going to happen here Mm -hmm. i do want to get infinite umber are you back brother he is not back so what i'm going to do is i'm going to read the super chats oh there he is i'm back boom (laughs) <laughs> All right, but let's get your opinion. Get your final opinion. I'll read the super chats, and we'll get everyone out of here. Where, what, where do you agree or disagree on whether or not this deal was done? Whether it be a handshake, a wink, a phone call, a sit down for coffee. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts? Is Crystal Dynamics and Idols Montreal going to join Xbox Game Studios? You know, it's funny. I've heard so many people speak on it before and i guess slow-mo is probably the first who actually said it probably on a podcast or whatnot but uh like i heard in the spaces and things like that i don't know if that'll be the case i think it would be hilarious if true and but i feel like uh embracer is probably just going to use them somewhat as a support studio for those those studios for microsoft in that case more than anything i'm not sure if that is the case and i i I would be all for it. I mean, it's three excellent studios. Well, now two, but um, it would be really interested if it happened. And I mean, time will tell, I suppose. Uh, but it did always seem funny that they acquired them for for so little, and it would be makes sense for them to you know resell them, I guess, at a higher price. So I don't know. I, 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 it would be interesting to see, but I don't. I don't know if that's quite the truth or not. Well, I mean, listen, it's going to be one heck of a story one way or the other. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, we had almost 500 people here today celebrating the 1,000th video for Double Barrel Gaming. I cannot thank you enough. I got to get to the Super Chats. And, of course, I did miss one, and I'm glad Raiden Blade brought it to my attention. He says this after dropping off an additional five-pound Super Chat. Reviewers and the publishers that they work for are not working for the consumers, but in fear of the dev company like Sony. So I no longer trust them. We also had, uh, let's see. Um, let me see where I'm at here. Okay, we had JD Gamer, who not only dropped 10 uh, he gifted 10 Double Barrel Gaming um, um, uh, channel memberships, which I'm very grateful for. He drops a $20 Super Chat and says, boom, congratulations on 1K. Thank you. Infinite Umbra, generous friend and panel member, dropped a $5 Super Chat and says, congratulations on 1,000 videos. Boom, brother. Here is to 1,000 more. Thank you so much for that. Raiden Blade. Drops an additional five-pound super chat and says, "Shout out to Boom and Frog Boy for showing Gotham Knights because of these two gents. I'm getting the game. Also, you missed my second super chat, 
Uh, Witcher is also not for you. I listen, that's what it is. Witcher is just not for me either. Uh, we also had uh, Raiden Blade drop in, uh, who's been a channel member for 19, 19 months, says, for the Embracer group, I have always stated that Xbox and Embracer are very close. EG will sell X Square Studios to Xbox and maybe 12 to 14 uh, more, uh, more of um, uh, more or the partnership. And, and that's possible as well. Danny, passion official. Danny, welcome back, brother. He drops. A five-hour super chat, and he's also been a channel member for six months. He says, six months ago, I played God of War 2018. I wasn't impressed, as so many people claimed that they were. I didn't enjoy its linearity, and and he thought it to be very repetitive. I mean, I, I hear you there, brother. Uh, we also have Abacab72, who's been a channel member for six months. Thank you for the generosity. He's uh, He says this. I actually has been a channel member for 12 months, so thank you so much for that. He says, great example of sequel better than the first. Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2 is the GOAT. No doubt about that. <laughs> we also have Hargeet Chani. Wow. He drops an additional and very generous $10. Super chat says, hmm, tinfoil hat. Microsoft working to buy Square. ABK comes up. Shift <laughs> focuses to Square Square Embracer. MS work out a way to get some money to Square to keep them on ice for a year or two. For ABK to finish, interesting, very imagine, interesting. Imagine very grabbing Square. How crazy it would, would be, that be! King would have his day in court, so to speak, and he'd <laughs> yeah. dance around yeah. the aisle, and he would the stop snitching would come right out, and man, Sony <laughs> Sony guys and gals would be crying in the streets. It'd, no it'd, be, it'd be Bethlehem, that's for sure. Uh, Raiden Blade drops an additional pound super chat. Says AMD has law has their showcase, and I noticed that no one is talking about. Uh, ray tracing for halo and forza actually we're going to talk about that yeah. on tuesday yeah that, that's a big deal so you are telling me that they're still not waiting and it on a amd on xbox and not xbox no i i agree uh he also drops an additional two pounds super chat says king mm -hmm. hello my, my much love my brother uh k asante who's been a, a, a channel member for six months wow drops an outstanding ten dollars of chances wasn't able to jump in because of work is killing me but congrats to you boom on the great milestone and the amazing panel thank you so much for that we yeah, so just just justin saying who was a guest on the on the xbox factor podcast just the other day made his debut drops a very generous ten dollars of chances not letting you out of here that quick happy 1k boom Here's to many more. Thank you so much for that. And in, in, in Eternal Shaddai, who's been a channel member for seven months, says, uh, congratulations, Boom, on the milestone. And I always enjoy your content and the guests that you bring to the show. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you so much for the very kind uh, words and, of course, being a channel member. Let's get everyone out of here. And we'll start first with our special guest, Slow Mo Backslap. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check out your show each and every week with of course your brother from another um talk about it sell your brand where they where they can reach out to you on social media but more importantly where can they subscribe to your youtube channel well first off thank you boom for inviting me i had a great time as usual great panel great chat as usual hope you guys have a great weekend as well you can find me slumbo backslap name slumbo backslap on everything twitter Twitch, uh, TikTok, YouTube, um, no OnlyFans yet. Might might, might do that. <laughs> you know, like no, literally slow mo backslap everywhere. Um, uh, 
Damage Per Second Podcast. This DPS podcast is every Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I do that with the homie Gaming Forte, Mr. Nautical. Mr. I like to leave the podcast running for 11 hours after the podcast is over. Uh, but that's when it's hosted on his channel. We go back and forth. Uh, last uh, last night, it was on my channel. Um, go sub to that channel if you, if you like to. Go sub to Forte's channel as well because next week it'll be on his channel. Nice. I will yeah. make sure that he turns the, the podcast <laughs> off on time. <laughs> outside of that, uh, enjoy my time here as usual. We got to do it more frequently. Boom. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. Yeah, no, no one nicer than Gaming Forte. Uh, yes, he's forgetful, but he's an old man like me. So that happens. That happens. <laughs> um, uh, Infinite Umbra, sell your brand, brother. You got a big show coming up tonight, even though... You know, your name is still in the court battles, but uh, Risk It for the Biscuit, Doom Beauty, <laughs> Jedi Pete, and yourself will be hitting those YouTube streets tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Talk about that, and where can people reach out to you on social media? Absolutely. You guys can find me. By the way, before I say anything else, again, congratulations on Thank the you, thousand sir. boom. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, to all you gentlemen, I mean, excellent show. with been hearing you guys' talks and thoughts on everything. is always good to hear. And for Joey left, but to him too. Um, but yeah, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter under Umber Infinite or Infinite Umber. You'll find me either way. And if you all are so inclined, you can come through and find me on the Xbox Infinite podcast later tonight at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern. And uh, yeah, come through and say hi to us. I was going to say, oh yeah, we have a guest. Uh, we have Eric Cuts. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Very nice. So come through and check us out. Now, this is our 49th episode right here Ooh. on that show. Very good. So that is good week, stuff too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you guys hang around because you put on a good show. Uh, uh, Eric, uh, Eric you, is, uh, is a big guest, and you guys deserve it for sure. Uh, real quick, you know, I'm glad Eric I read the awesome. chat because I would have actually forgotten because this has been a, a very uh, heavy day on the brain. I got to announce the six winners. And uh, those six winners, uh, a $50 gift card of your platform of choice. Reach out to me on DM. Re reach out to me on said console or reach out to me via the uh, email, the business email. It's at the about page of Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, it's D Diaz, Bone Slave, Marlesco. Oh, Bone, that's my cousin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Marlesco, Smokey, Sith Lord, and Leonard Herrera. You are all winners of the $50 gift card. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting the channel with your views and your likes and your constant uh, awesome comments uh, in the in, in the chat and, and making this, you know, making the shows that I do weekly, uh, uh, you know, you know, a success story. So thank you so much for that. Uh, again, those D, the, the, those winners, DDS, Bone Slave, Marlesco, Smokey, Sith Lord, and Leonard Herrera, reach out to me on uh, on social media, and I will get you those uh, those gift cards today. If not today, definitely tomorrow. But um, let's let's continue uh, with Dreadpool. I'm going to bring up your stuff, Dread. Uh, sell your brand, brother. Let me bring that up and uh, put your drop that into your screen so I can. There we go. You can find Dreadpool at linktree.com slash Dreadpool, youtube.com slash Dreadpool, Twitter at Dreadpool, TikTok at Dreadpool, hover.gg at Dreadpool. You can also find him on Wilmy Hood Show, Gaming Beyond the Box, each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, 
you can find them back here on Breakfast with Boom Friday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But you can also subscribe to his YouTube channel to check out his very unique and awesome show called Breaking Bread with Dread. Dread, thanks so much for being here, brother. We no, definitely no. appreciate you being here, especially because, of course, you came from work. So thank you so much for that. Oh, um, no, talk about it. it. Yeah, thank thank you, everyone, for um, hanging out with us. You know, it's it's always appreciated to see everybody in the chat and saying hello to you guys. And we got to thank our guests, Joe, Pong, Soul, uh, Slow Mo, and King. Uh, thank you guys for, uh, I'm sorry, and Infinite Umbra. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, too, and, and you know, celebrating the thousand show of, of booms, which is thank you, sir. yet again uh, an honor to be here for these milestones of yours, boom. It's, it's like I said, you, you brought me in um, when I was a nobody, you know. Ah, stop and it. Here Junior. I am. Everyone's Still a nobody, somebody, but I'm brother. hanging out. <laughs> everybody's somebody yes exactly um and and that's the thing is we're all somebody uh, but we're not better than anybody else and we gotta remember that that we are all equals all the way around so again thank you all for everything and as always my dms are open if anybody needs a ear i will listen i may not know what to say but at least there will be somebody there for you to listen to that's a big deal and that definitely people appreciate sometimes you just need a good ear Yes. Uh, and uh, speaking of good ear, King Crocs himself, you got a big show coming up this Sunday, <laughs> and the roundtable continues to grow. Uh, you guys are closing in on 15K. You have that probably by the end of the year for sure. You guys are just uh, a, a dominant force in podcasting. We're happy to, uh, to have you here to listen to each and every week. It is a long four, sometimes five-hour show. You bring in great <laughs> guests. But you are... The uh, you're the guy that brings the laughs. You always take it to another level. You're known for it. You 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 bathe in it. Talk about it, brother. Sell the brand. Well, first, <clears throat> a thousand episodes. You gotta think about it, right? Infinite Umbra just told you that they're doing their 49th episode, so he just got 951 more to go. <laughs> and um, and and I'm and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man. And I've always called you the James Brown of this. Thank you. For right. I, I love James Brown, but James Brown That's was so the hardest working man in the business. And every time I tune in, it's always an energetic, positive show. Thank you, sir. Thank and, you. And, 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 and each show has a different feel. So that's very hard to do. It's very hard to do a thousand episodes. And I salute you, sir. Thank I take you. My hat off to you. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're a dominant force. You, you are sir. a force to Thank be you. reckoned with. Very kind of you to say. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait for you to hang out with us at E3. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, we we, we, we talked. We talking, man. We, yeah, the, the, it's going to happen. What did you call it? It wasn't uh, the, the compound. That's the compound. Yeah, this this year we're going to be in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and uh, like, like, like Boom has been with us every time we go up and up and up. Uh, this time it's it's going to be something to behold. Well, yeah. speaking of something to behold, this Sunday we're going to have a live show because thanks to all the wonderful friends and family, and I, and I call everybody that tunes in friends and family because uh, it's not just because we're blood; it's just because we have a shared passion and shared love, right? So we are friends and brothers and sisters in this whole gaming community uh, because of y'all generosity and and purchasing our first. Uh, collaboration with Valari Pillows. And if you 
can go to valari.com uh, uh, to, to go get the pillows, check them out, uh, go to them on Twitter. The link is in the Twitter. And they purchased 10 pillows this week, and we said we'll do a live show. Well, Attic is taking a flight to New York today. Yes. And he'll be here later on today. We're going to go to movies. We're going to have a dining experience because he's never been to a dining movie. We're going to do that. Tomorrow we have Play NYC. We're going to be getting a lot of content for you guys. We're going to do that. And then we're going to take them out to this uh, very great restaurant that we like to uh, uh, to go to. And then Sunday, we have a studio that we're renting out. And nice. We're going to do a live show. And I have some special stuff that I'm going to do uh, for everybody. So go to the Iron Lords uh, podcast on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, you, if you haven't followed, please follow, you know, subscribe if you follow me on twitter it's king david otw uh sundays um iron lords podcast and saturdays at 10 p.m most weeks i'm doing combat talk with the king attic and i is working on another show that we're going to do is r&r with the lords uh that's coming very soon just waiting for some overlays and uh king of the statues if y'all see these statues that's in the background uh, I talk about those statues. So King of the Statues is coming back. That stuff is already done, uh, and we're going to get that out to you guys. But again, boom, I am so humbled that I'm here. I'm so humbled that you reached out to me. I was I driving carefully. Yeah, yes, yes, you. yes, yes. And we, me and him was corresponding in the background. I'm sorry I missed the first topic. Yes, okay. I love God of War. Yes, it's DLC. Yes, you guys have been paid off to <laughs> great things about it because you want to get their next release. And I understand it. And yeah, it might be 70 hours. It might be uh, 60 hours of fluff, 10 hours of really great gameplay. Um, I think the game is going to be good. I'm going to be playing it. I believe 80% of the populace is going to be playing it on a PS4. I think the 20% is going to be playing it on a PlayStation, and it doesn't have 4K 60. So that's my thoughts on that, and I'm so sad I missed that. But thank you, guys. Thank you, brother. Web Dave, sell your brand, brother. Talk about the interview you dropped on Monday and what you got going on for your YouTube channel as well as where can people reach out to you on social media. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, gosh, so so much, so much good stuff today. It was so awesome. Congratulations to everybody who won. Everybody who was here. Uh, all the guests, King, you're absolutely amazing. Just have to say that. You know, I, I love, love you, man. man. Right back at you, man. Uh, and uh, slow mo, I got to get you on, man. I, you're the only one on the panel I haven't talked to yet. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to hook you up in the DMs. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get you interviewed all up because everybody likes to know more about it, and it's uh, it's really cool. So please. Everybody check it out. Uh, Boom's got the link in the description. It's Outbreak Podcast yep. if you want to look me up. And uh, lots of fun interviews. Uh, one on 3-Bit just uh, just dropped, and it's it's awesome. So um, I can't say enough. I mean, self-praise, but my gosh, these people are so fascinating. This community is amazing. And uh, thanks, everybody, for being here. Congratulations, Boom. We love you, man. Get in my belly! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here, brother. Definitely appreciate that as well. And last, no way least, not even by a stretch of the truth, Fuzzy Belvedere, sell your brand, brother. Talk about where they can find the best information and content when it comes to the racing genre. What other shows you're on and where can people reach out to you on social media? Uh, just want to thank you, Boom, for having me on here. And congrats again for a thousandth episode. Uh, or a thousandth uh, show on your YouTube channel. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. And 
Man, what an awesome panel of guests that we had today, along with the the uh, panel members that I'm here with on every Breakfast with Boom. But uh, man, thank you all so much in the chat, uh, everyone that came out here, or anybody that watches this on replay. Thank you so much for taking your time to to enjoy this content. For anybody that wants to hear any of my endless ramblings on anything gaming, just follow me on Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. You can also find me on YouTube, fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Uh, you can find me on Xbox Ultimate uh, later on tonight on Fun Speculations channel at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Shop podcast on Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I believe that's 6 p.m. Uh, Arizona time on PTK Blam's channel tomorrow. Uh, on Monday uh, for the Xbox Lunch Break Special at 12 p.m. right here on Double Barrel Gaming at, uh, well, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then FSP later that evening at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fun Speculations channel and then right back here friday morning for breakfast with boom at 10 a.m eastern standard time see you next yeah. friday yeah brother thank you so much for being a part of the two shows you are week uh, you bookend them you and dave bookend them uh, and we have a great time and uh listen ladies and gentlemen that's going to do it a big shout out to the un incredible super chats folks and uh listen i like i said before channel membership gifted memberships as well as super chats we to take those and we turn them around uh, like Microsoft is going to do with Embrace Group and reinvest into this community. This week alone, we gave away $500. We're 200 on Monday, 300 today. Uh, we are doing in Christmas for the holidays, for Kwanzaa, for uh, Hanukkah, for Christmas. Uh, for anyone that celebrates in that time of the year, we're giving away $1,000 in one show. One breakfast at Boom, and, and it's our annual. This will be our fifth annual Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick. We're giving away $1,000 in one show. In a one, two hour show, we're going to have multiple prizes, all digital, all to, you know, for you to use for yourself or use for gifts, whatever it is. We're going to deliver those the same day. So you can go and celebrate uh, either buy yourself games uh, or buy your loved one games, whatever you, however you use the money, it's your choice. And like I said before, and it's a big deal for me, Mrs. Boom. International winners are going to be gifted whatever they win, even if we have to pay a higher denomination for the value of your money in your country. We pick up that tab. Any transfer fees, we pick it up because everyone that supports here deserves a chance to win. And if you are outside of the United States, you will get your prize. And again, we will pay all we, we you pay nothing. You simply win and that's it. We pay everything on the back end. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my awesome dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom. <laughs>